Hello, and welcome to Giggle Boys. Uh, this is a very special episode because I'm an asshole in it. Uh, I'm an asshole in most episodes, but this one, you know, kind of the thing is, when I get very comfortable with close friends like Eli or Tony, I get licensed to just say crazy shit. So there are a couple times on this episode where I probably crossed the line, and I realized that in retrospect, but I think it's important that I still put that out there. I don't want to edit it or take away from what I said, because I know some people are going to find it funny, but there are some of you that are not going to like it and are going to be upset, and I just want you to know, my bad. I hope you're not sad. Uh, go do some drugs about it, or maybe have some drinkings. I don't know whatever makes you feel better, but just know there's no hate in my heart. It's just giggles. So um, get the fuck over it. It's a joke, and maybe laugh about it. Sound good? Great. Yeah, I probably said some terrible things, too. Uh, we're just having fun. We don't mean to hurt any feelings. Yeah, I, I don't have a solution for Israel or Palestine. I think they should both just get the fuck over it. So, you know, <laughs> sorry. You know what? Okay, let's, let's cut it here. Hey, enjoy the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I like this a lot. Welcome back to Giggle Boys. I'm your host, Eli Halpern. And I'm Mike Eaton. And, and I have glasses. How are they? Do they work? Yeah, of course. I have had bad vision my whole life. And then at 30, I was like, I should get glasses about it. And then I did. And now I'm wearing them because Tony has them. That, that's what happened. My roommate. Introducing Tony Castillas. Hey, what's Cassius. up? My roommate, Fuck. My roommate Parker was like that. He got into like three car accidents. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, yeah, I think I should get glasses. And I was like, yeah, man. Like, he was legally blind. And I'm just like, yeah, you should probably fucking fix that, you know, because you might die. And he's like, yeah, man, it's, it's a lot easier to drive now. Yeah. yeah I, used to think, I used to think the world was just blurry. I didn't know trees had, like, individual leaves. And then what? I got glasses when I was, like, 18. And I was like. Every tree was just a bush? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I thought it's that's like just every, how the world was. And so you were just seal, but with trees and so like every kiss is a rose, you know? Yeah. Every tree is just a bush. <laughs> every tree is just a bush. I like that as a song. We should scar our faces up. Yeah, we should. Oh, that would be fun. How would you scar your face up? I want to do uh, like a grid pattern. Police brutality. That's how I want it. Yeah, I want to get beat you wanna up. You want to find a cop? I don't want to fight a cop. I want to get beat up by one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to have a GoFundMe. <laughs> That's been my goal. You I want to be the next just, George Floyd. You could do something easier. Like, I want to be a <laughs> martyr for my people. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus. What people? The people that work at LA Fitness? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what people are you going to uh, martyr? The Jews. Ever heard of them? <laughs> yeah. Who? <laughs> what is the who? Yeah. He's just they, a martyr they, for they, everyone that got turned they down. They got to stop anything like the 40s. You're Jewish? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's his victim card. I'm German. And Palestinian. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one's so not I real, hate right? Him. <laughs> Both sides of my family. Whoa, is this thing on? Let's I thought you were Italian. No. Mm-mm. Casillas, what is that? So, Casillas is uh, Mexican. So, my grandfather, so on my dad's side, my grandpa is German. They were German immigrants. But his mom was 12 when she had him, and the guy was like 20-something years old. Real piece of shit. And uh, it was fucking, you know, the 50s. So they were just like, or no, not the 50s, the 40s or 30s. So they were just kind of like, 
Uh, we'll just sweep it under the rug, you know. He used to play a sport for this town. He was pretty good. Okay. So they kind of just took her out of school. She had the baby. And then uh, a poor Mexican family that couldn't have kids adopted him. And that's how we got Casillas. So my grandpa was like a white like Nazi. Mexican, a white Mexican guy. And wow. he told me he told me it was crazy growing up. Like he would get bullied by the white kids for his last name, Casillas, and the, the Mexican kids... Because he was white. Yeah. So he dropped out of school in middle school. Yeah, he should have just joined the Klan. Yeah, no, being no, mixed no, race. Hey, look, I'm white. No, he joined the military. Which oh, is just same the, thing. Just, being, <laughs> being mixed race is harder than I'm being kidding. one race. <laughs> and he's not even mixed race. That's the thing. He was just a white guy that could speak Spanish, you know? <laughs> that's awesome. And so, so, yeah, that's how I get Casillas. And then my grandma, my dad's side, uh, they're from Palestine originally, and then they moved to Honduras. During uh, you know the wars, those are some strange moves. Mm-hmm. Which that's how know you. That's how you know Palestine is uh, not doing not great. Real? When no, oh. <laughs> when it's not. <laughs> it's real. We've got <laughs> three for three. Yeah. I called, we got George Floyd. We called veterans or the military the Klan, and, and now yeah, we've yeah. Done that. we're doing good. We're doing. Um, so off to a hot start. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna leave soon. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, but so you know how that's how bad Palestine was doing at the time when they're like, you know what, we're gonna go hundred. Honduras, like yeah. at the time, yeah, they're doing pretty bad now. They're not doing great. Yeah, yeah. I don't think a lot of times they do. do you good, think it's just you know? a PR issue? Palestine is just bad PR. Yeah, or? it's just bad. You know, they just need to get a new uh, new agent, maybe a new manager. Fucking yeah. get a new look. Yeah, yeah. a real estate agent might even yeah, help. A little real estate. Buy up great. some land. You know, <laughs> claim it as your. Yeah, own. Yeah, we should move Palestine to Jacksonville, Florida. We're not using it. No, like, I've been I've been to Jacksonville, and honestly, uh, way worse than Palestine. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I look at the stuff happening in Kabul, Afghanistan. I'm like, well, at least they don't live in Jacksonville. Yeah, I hate Jacksonville. I recently went to Jacksonville. It's my least favorite city uh, I've ever been to. What's so really? silly about? It? I've been there. Uh, so I didn't really go in the city. Mm. I, the club we were performing at was like kind of on the outskirts, and those people are just weird, old, trashy drunks and drug addicts, and they're just very aggressive. Yeah. Like I had this one lady after a show, she comes up to me and she goes, uh, she goes, uh, you want to smoke some weed? And I was like, yeah, that's, that's cool. So me, her friend are smoking uh, a joint in her car. And, uh, after 20 minutes, she goes, why are you liberal? And I go, I didn't even mention in my act or ever. Yeah. Like I, and she goes, oh, I can smell it on you. And then I just go, Hey, I don't care if you're a Republican. Like, I, yeah, I'm a liberal. Like, I don't really care about politics that much. Let's yeah. just smoke this weed and have a good time. Yeah. And she goes, actually, I'm not a uh, Republican. I'm a libertarian, which made me laugh. Uh-huh. Uh, so, and I go, so I shouldn't take you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, why not? And I go, well, you know, the whole, you don't believe in driver's license thing. Yeah. She goes, it is unconstitutional. I'm like, well, when it, the Constitution was written, we were driving fucking donkeys. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> so, yeah, that was, they're just very aggressive. Yeah. We had, well, it's Florida. We had yeah. Rocky Dale Davis on yesterday, and he's he's uh, you're the co-host of Welcome to Brookwood, our podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he was saying that he identified as a libertarian mm-hmm. for a, a while. Yeah, and he didn't know what it was. Oh yeah, yeah you explain, explained it to him. Yeah, yeah. he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, I'm a libertarian too, and I'm like, really? And I showed him a clip of libertarian. He goes, yeah, I'm not that. <laughs> and I go, yeah. What do you think libertarian is? He goes, you know, a little liberal, a little Republican. Yeah. And I go, yeah, that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> that's why Rocky, I think, hangs out with me is because I teach him things. Like yeah. today we were trying to go to a museum. Did you make it to art? No, because we didn't it. make it to art because fucking UT moving day. So there's just like kids going like, 
Yeah, so all the pedophiles took the good spots. Yeah, yeah, they're like, <laughs> they go, <laughs> I can't wait to do cocaine on Bevo, you know? It's, yeah. yeah, they're just excited. UT moving day. Mm-hmm. Fresh new batch. Yeah. Oh, boy. There you go. Honestly, out of anybody in this room, you would be the guy that says fresh new batch yeah. for 18-year-old boys and girls. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I have no sex drive anymore. What? Did you sell what? it? Yeah, why? That seems like something you'd do. Just a waste how, of time, man. How old are you? 28. And you have no sex drive at 28? Uh, it's just too much too much of a headache, dude. Women are in a lot of trouble. This is why I hate guys like this. Because uh-huh. they're like, yeah, I've been fucking since I was 14, you know? So, yeah, I'm over it, man. Yeah. I'm no, over dude, it. I, I've been trying to puss my whole life. I'm just tired of treading no, dude, this water. I'm only, I'm only fucking women maybe three, four, five times a week now. You know, I'm trying to keep it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you piece of shit. I see the girls you hang out with. Beautiful women. Yeah, man. It, I got no sex drive. I, yeah, I spent it all having threesomes and tullum. It's not as great as you make it, that, as it seems, man. What, what are you talking about? Me and Mike have I'm to not have, complaining. Me and it's Mike a superpower. Have, me and Mike have to have personalities, and we and they have to fall in love with us. You know yeah, what I mean? How hard I had to make my wife laugh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we have to be on. Not as nearly as hard as you make her come. Yeah, yeah. Or, to, or much harder than you make her come. Yeah, but <laughs> we can't make her come until we make them laugh. Yeah, we have to also, make, it's not like she's gonna come. Listen, in four Tony, seconds. I didn't kiss a girl until I was eighteen. I was a loser just like you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All Please right. tell me you kissed a girl before eighteen. Uh, Just to shove it in his filthy Jew face. <laughs> Probably 16, 17. Yeah! I lost, I lost, I lost Must my, be nice. I lost Suck my virginity that. when I was 18. I've only slept with like a handful of women. Like A handful? Like less than three. Really? Yeah. Oh, Tony. No, I'm not, the thing is, people judge me for it. I, I don't mind. You I, like it? I like... Getting to know someone, uh-huh. you know, like I, I, I used to say no, that too when I, I couldn't now. smash puss. Huh? <laughs> no, but like when I'm with a relationship, it's it's great. I'm just yeah. not the kind of guy where it's like we go to a bar and a girl's like, "My name is Brittany. I'm Becca, and I just suck my dick." It's like I to me. Oh yeah, that's awful. Instantly, it just turns me off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the idea of having to talk to them afterwards, mm-hmm. fucking just goes. Yeah, I'm I'm fine. I'll just go masturbate. Take a page out and, of his book and yeah. just don't talk to him at all. Yeah, <laughs> just bang. Yeah. I'm gonna be like, just, all right. just bang him, hit him, and go on your way, cow. Yeah. On well, your you way. Get, once you get a taste of that love pussy, you can't just go back to like hooking up. Love yeah. pussy's great, man. It is. It's love. like doing heroin. Well, not, I've done heroin. That sounds not, like a Rick James album, Love yeah. Pussy. Yeah. And <laughs> this fall, Love, love Pussy by Rick James. <laughs> <laughs> so you you have a girlfriend, right? Uh, pretty much. That's. <laughs> I don't think she'll appreciate that. <laughs> that Mitch Hedberg joke. Oh, I have I a girlfriend, her. but I do have a girl that would be mad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm not a big one-night stand hookup kind of guy. Mm. Do you have a lady currently? Uh, I'm talking to someone. You got a designated cum spot? Are you also having sex with her? Not yet. Ooh, exciting. No, yeah, we've hung out a couple of times, and we're just going with the flow. She's really well, cool. If you're out there, you should fuck Tony. That's what I'm saying. So he can come to his senses. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. What if I just look at the camera? Let me jizz in your bones. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Let me bones? jizz in your cheeks. I like when they look like uh, little chipmunks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me make you a fucking. Let yeah. me make my cum make you look like an animal. Yeah. <laughs> That's sex. That sounds That's like sexy. Yeah. A Rick James album. 
Let you make my cum make you look like an animal. How easy was it for you to pick up women? Probably pretty easy because you look you. I I feel like their cave woman instincts would kick in because I was saying you look like the Geico caveman. And well, I, like, I feel like you just have to go up and just go, and then they're just like, yeah, I, I, I. sometimes less than that. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't used to be good looking. What do you mean? I was, I don't know, I was like scrawny and kind of weird looking and I'll show you a picture of Eli. Was it not great? Is it the one with the gun? No, it's, it's the one that I used for that comedy poster <laughs> of you with the like grill and the little, uh, maybe you are holding, no, you're holding brass knuckles that are a knife. Oh no. Even before that. So well, what I don't have those saved. <laughs> so what changed? Um, oh, look at him on the right, boy! Yeah, Malibu's least wanted. Yeah, you look it's, like <laughs> it's pretty bad. You look like a school shooter. Yeah, yeah. I'm basically a school shooter that learned how to talk to girls. Wow! Thank well, God! Also, and thank God you learned that. Because... I was like two years away from if I didn't lose my virginity by like 19. Fucking Aurora Theater would have been mine. Boy, what movie would you shoot up? I wouldn't. I don't have anger. No. I was gonna say like would it would be I think you should do it during like a very serious film. No, I would want to do it during like Adam Sandler. Yeah, <laughs> I'd want to do <laughs> you know, the wrong Missy. You know, yeah, like a grown ups too when the deer's pissing on the family and you're just like that's it. <laughs> no, when when my comedy career fails and one of you guys is in a movie, I'm shooting up that place. Yeah, <laughs> that's rude. Perfect. Why? I'm not gonna shoot you guys. Yeah, but those are Everyone our fans. Those are our fans. You know, real comedy audiences. I just want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt you guys. Just the people that love you. Yeah, that's worse. That's worse. <laughs> you know, that's kind of you're kind of like the Joker. I would be in a remake of The Jerk, Steve Martin, where I grew up with a, a poor black family, and I think I'm black. No, that would be what? Sense. And I make it in Hollywood. You know, I've never, never heard of this. The Jerk it's is the amazing. Greatest movie Dude, ever. Uh, is it comparable to Bowfinger? I would say it's equal. Yeah, Bowfinger's great. What's it called? Jer- the, the Jerk. Jerk. 1979 was probably one. Of, yeah, it's one of his top hits. Yeah, there's some amazing scenes, dude. Steve he has Martin a dog named great. Shithead in the movie. <laughs> That's the dog's yeah. name. Fucking incredible. The guy I got my dog from originally wanted to name Pablo Rape, so he could just yell it at dog barks. God damn it! And I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna take this dog. <laughs> yeah. and I'm gonna raise it correctly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pablo and Escobar. And now he's got a limp. Question, yeah. question, who who do you get your animals from that he's like, yeah, I'm going to name this fucking dog Rape. Yeah, I would also like an answer. Yeah. Listen, man, you've seen the people we hang out with. They're all psychopaths. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. Ha- that's why I don't hang out. <laughs> As you can tell, I go in and I leave. Yeah. That's, one, that's one thing I was telling. I was talking to Allison about this. Uh, one thing that surprised me about Austin and like mm-hmm. the Austin comedy scene is how everybody is on shrooms any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Like I don't to know me, what you're I, talking about. To me, I do not get that. I no? could not do it. Yeah? Do you do them at all? Oh, I love psychedelics. Yeah, same. Did but you have I good tre- parents? Yeah, uh, they did their best. I'm a child of divorce, and, so, you know, when Hell divorce yeah, yeah, when divorce happens, it can same. get... Divorce it, rules. Yeah, yeah. I was no, rooting for it. They, at some points, they were using me and my sister as weapons to get back yeah. at each other. Yeah, Physically? Yeah. No, no, not, <laughs> too often. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They're like, I'll use the. My dad beat my mom with my, my sister. sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never played baseball. I was the baseball bat. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, I so. did. I did mushrooms last night a lot, like way more than usual. No, I love. I love doing it. It's just like to me, doing it on like Sixth Street is mind blowing. 
Like to me, yeah. Well, I did it. Like just quit I, drinking. I feel like I would be in the movie Mad Max Fury Road mm. if I was near the Vulcan Gas Company on acid or shrooms. I feel like I would you don't just like that. No, no, no. I feel like I would just pick up a homeless person, and be like, "I have a baby brother, and he's mm. perfect." And you know, that's everywhere. exactly how I feel. Yeah, I just don't like psychedelics. I need to be in a a chill environment. Like I like being in like a a, a house with a couple of people. Okay, I, not a lot of stimulants. I've I've gone to bars on psychedelics, but it has to be like my home like my home bar mm-hmm. where i know the people where it's like oh this is nice but like not but out and about i did a 30 minute set after that that's nuts mm-hmm. yeah i was like this is either gonna go great or terrible someone told me about that and they said it was gary yeah gary goes man he should really do that every time he goes on stage and i'm like oh you want to fry eli <laughs> yeah it's you not know how fried you would be in do like you know six how months, fried I am already. I know, but like, imagine every time you go on stage, you have to do that amount of shrooms. In six months, you'd be on this podcast and go. It's not far off. And then I would just start giving him shrooms for yeah, the podcast. Yeah. You just <laughs> and and Mike would just have to pet you the yeah. whole show. Like it's okay, you like one of those like okay, extendable Eli. back scratchers. <laughs> just, just scratch him from over here. Yeah, look out to giggle, boys. Honestly, I'm none of really this your only bad to me. <laughs> yeah, no. You, what are your life goals? Well, Terry Shivo mostly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to be retarded. Yeah. Yeah, that's you, I could, yeah. Why would you love to be retarded? Because I'm always overthinking shit and creating problems in my head that don't even need to be there. I don't, I'm you could about get a lobotomy. You're just doing it slowly. Exactly. Yeah. Have the courage. Speed it up. I want to have the fun to get there. I, get, I think you should just use your brain for experiments. Like, sever your corpus callosum and see if you can do stand-up. Yeah. If your right and left hemisphere can't communicate and then you just try and do jokes like that he can barely do stand-up now <laughs> I love it. and you want him to to ruin his brain <laughs> it's not ruining it what if, right, well you're no, a fat what if, piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> what if he becomes kevin hart somehow yeah, that's like, what i'm saying what if he becomes like this incredible alt comic that's making these connections because they're all just right brain yeah. jokes and then all left brain jokes wow yeah, yeah let's try it. Try after the right. show's over, the after the first. show's over, we'll put your head on the curb. We'll stomp it open. We'll. Well, that's not. I would no. I want to. We're gonna surgery. pull. A, no, we're gonna, not gonna say it. American history sex. <laughs> that would be. A good, I thought you that guys that be a good porn. I'm disappointed yeah, you guys Nazi don't know porn? what I'm talking about. What curb stomping? Yeah. What 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 would I not know? There was an alleged incident with one of our friends. Oh, uh, we don't really. Know. We're not going to get into. Yeah, we're not Ooh, that's about fun. You, you didn't hear about this? No, we'll talk no about. No one it tells after. me about drama. We'll talk about this afterwards. Talk about it now. No, I want to know. No, we're no, no, no. no. There's 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 legal, legal shit stuff. Going on. We don't want to hurt them. Yeah, we're. Oh, that's exciting. Is it who I think? Do they have a name that's pretty don't, 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 wacky? Don't, 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 yes, don't. and they have a wacky. I knew yes, it. Yes, but we'll talk. We'll talk about it. Later. I just figured it out. Hey guys, DM me and I'll tell you what yeah, I think. Yeah, it was Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman carb stomp. That son of a bitch. Yeah. Well, someone caught him jerking off in Vulcan, and yeah. they're like, "Hey, this isn't a porn theater." Yeah, and that's Pee-wee. why. That's why curb stomp Greg right, Abbott. Gotta... That's how he got COVID. Yeah. Pee Wee oh. Herman stomped Greg Abbott in the head, and that's how he got COVID. Dude, I love Greg Abbott having COVID. Well, okay, why? It's just so funny. Yeah, he's in a wheelchair. Like, yeah. if it's gonna kill someone, it's gonna be him. I don't yeah. like wheelchair people. I don't like. <laughs> I don't like disabilities in general. Yeah. Like Dan Crenshaw could go fuck himself. That stupid pirate, his Wait, missing eye. Isn't that another politician? Yes. Yeah. All these crippled politicians acting like they're real people. I feel like disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> But all politicians are crippled. Yeah, all politicians are cunts. All politicians are crippled. Yeah, but my you thing hate is, them. I, 
I, I, I'm not pro-politician. I Good. disagree with a lot of them, and I think a lot of them are are phony hacks that have mm-hmm. sold the, the 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 goods of the American people. For, yeah, and they for, fuck for, kids. for more money. And okay, drink their blood. That's let's not go that far. That's now you're talking. Yeah, that's <laughs> finally got him. <laughs> I just love how it's crazy. These tactics, the the whole drinking the kids' bloods and yeah. the molesting thing, happened back in like the Roman times. Yeah, it happened back in the Nazi times, and now America's like, Man, I think we discovered it. And it's like, nah, that that that's an old trick. It's and like America, a hipster yeah. pedophile. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. But have you ever tried six year old bussy? Yeah. Like, okay. No, I just think I just think that I'd like I think they're bad people, and yeah. like a lot of politicians have done bad things. Mm-hmm. But this whole idea that they're all just on an island together thing. To me, it's a little like okay, let's. I mean, it's. Been I hope proven. it's true. I want to go to that island. I hope it's, it's true. It's called Little Saint James. Sounds- this has all been proven. Yeah, but I don't think it's everybody. I don't think the entire. Co- I don't think Greg Abbott's in the beach. Like, well, fucking- obviously not. Yeah. He's like, in a sex swing because he has no legs, <laughs> dude. You hear about fucking politicians left and right? Matt Gates got. Some trouble and he's a Republican. <laughs> yeah, they're all. I'm. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but like it's weird. There are some people that kind of want it to happen. Like yeah. they kind of. They're just kind of like. They're like it's bad that it's going yeah. on, but I hope it's going on. Shouldn't we hope that it's not going on? You know what I mean? I don't think anyone think, hopes it's going on. Um, mm, I kind of do. They're a little excited. <laughs> like I kind of hope it's going on because then things make a lot more sense. See, this I'm is very why fascinated like, this by is, it. This is why I like Mike. Any bad idea, he just agrees with. He's yeah. like, yeah. I'm an idiot. We we all know this, but to me, if there's bad shit happening on, I want there to at least be a reason. If there's like the sinister cabal of evil people, I don't want it just to be about them taking all the money and resources because the planet is about to extinguish. I want them to be like horny for kids and trying to talk to aliens or something. Are you going to agree with that? No. (laughs) (laughs) I've agreed with nothing he said. (laughs) I thought I was coming in with the podcast and being like, I'm going to agree with the fellow fat guy. but. Honestly, I'm more on Eli's side. <laughs> I might burn you with the fucking flamethrower afterwards and be like, "You fucking." What is yes? What Mike is, is more insane than me. Yeah. But what is your favorite restaurant in Austin? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because there's some pretty good chilies. Chilies, two for twenty-two. Oh, you sound like Gary. Yeah, bean <laughs> bean dip. They got good bean dip. You a fucking politician or something? Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. Chilies are good chilies? At, everywhere you go. You're paying other people to microwave food for you. Yeah. And you're happy about that? I'm thrilled. God, Jesus. I don't need much in life. Clearly. I just need a triple. Sex with three women and I just you need, like chilies. Yeah, I just need a triple dipper. That's what I call <laughs> the three women I fuck. Triple <laughs> dipper. <laughs> you know? Uh, My favorite thing I've recently seen on the news, though, uh-huh. is um, like people trying to convince us that the Taliban isn't as bad anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I heard this thing. They were like, yeah, the Taliban's becoming kind of moderate. And my thing is like, okay, even if they are becoming moderate, mm-hmm. it's a Taliban moderate. So mm-hmm. they're just like, hey, instead of cutting off the clits, we just fucking flank them for nine hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's still the Taliban, you Dude, know? My favorite, like, example of, of like, Islamic moderation, because that was, like, what really got me into like staunch atheism was the idea that like religious moderation only comes from an inability to reconcile like past dogma with current realities. 
So it's like, you know, it used to be like you could rape your property slaves. Yeah. And now we're in a world where we're like, oh, people have rights. I can't rape my property slaves. Well, let's update these rules in the Bible because they don't apply now. It's like, well, if there was like some infinitely wise God that gave you these rules, they would apply in perpetuity. Like, don't kill your neighbor. That one's pretty good. Like, there's some truths, but then some of them are just kind of fucked up and dogmatic. So. No, I've met moderate uh, Muslim. Like when mm-hmm. I grew up in Germany, I, I would go to mosques a lot. Like a lot of my classmates mm-hmm. were from like like Turkish immigrants, mm-hmm. and like you go to those homes, and it's like, oh, the dad's a stay at home, the the mom's a cop. You know, mm-hmm. that was one of my buddy uh, Uruguay. He was a. Uh, that's his family. We'd go to the mosque, and it was very modern mosque. Yeah, so you know? just drop so, the last but part. My thing is just it's just so funny. The moderate Taliban. The yeah, sixth because- pillar is jihad. Yeah, is it? Wait, are there five or six pillars? Well, they, before you make a statement like that, you should probably know. Yeah, one of the <laughs> one of the pillars of Islam is jihad, holy yeah. war. Oh boy, I like yeah. holy wars. But like, also, it's all fucking made up sand people bullshit. <laughs> like all religion is Christianity, Judaism, Muslim, like Ethiopian okay. Orthodoxy. All of that. That was is almost from, a good save. No, that was all of. The, Everybody there was in the fucking sand in these shitty parts and then fucking Mesopotamia. And they're like, we got to figure out what we're going to do to try and control and subjugate all of our people. Mm-hmm. I know religion. Yeah, that's why. Honestly, that's why I became an atheist. What better authority than the Lord? Oh, yeah. You dude, have to listen to me or I'll find beat out, you, you for eternity. You like, find out about Catholicism, like the like the when they were fighting the holy wars back then the priest would go like hey if you fight you're gonna get a fucking first class pass to heaven like would literally tell him that like hey you can go in town and just sleep with anybody who you want but if you find that war we're getting you straight to heaven so yeah yeah and if you give us money i'll make sure your prayers get heard it's just crazy though because my i grew <laughs> up i grew up catholic same and it's it's crazy how the rape whole club. yeah, how the whole scandal, <laughs> how, the, to rape club. how the whole scandal, <laughs> how Catholics just like kind of push that aside. Yeah, like my grandma at one of her churches that she goes to now, mm-hmm. the old pastor got caught diddling a kid, right? And I told her about it because my my friend she was uh, she played music at that church, mm-hmm. and she's like, it's like what happened to that pastor? And she goes, oh, he got caught with that priest. It was a priest because mm-hmm. Catholic. Uh, oh, he. Did something bad, you know? Maybe he'll he's, turn he's that going mess on vacation. into a message. He's going on vacation, you know? And I told my grandma, I'm like, did you hear about what happened to the priest? And he goes, no, what happened? I'm like, oh, he fucking raped a kid. And my grandma goes, oh, no, that's so sad. And I go, yeah, isn't it? And she goes, I really liked his sermons. And I'm like, that's oh not the... I was like, that's not the point. The point is he he's an evil man. But isn't she like right on the money? Because everyone finding out about their favorite artist raping, they're like, oh, but I like their music. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Like, Cop, I just yeah. love the Ignition remix. Yeah, but Tony. having that much love for a pastor is creepy. Whereas no. having love for a musician no, 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 no. I get it. more acceptable. My Pastors grandma- are just stand-up comedians where their Pastors material is priests. God. Dude, pastors and priests are playboys, dude. They are. Think about it. You're talking. I know this. You're talking. You're leading a group of people. They come to you so they can go to heaven. Imagine that power. We have that by telling dick jokes. You know how women come up to you and they flirt with you, and that's just us going like, "No, does that happen to you? Is it? Is it? (laughs) Is it cheese fries weird? You know, they come up and talk to us when we talk about cheese fries. Imagine if we went up Mm. there and go." 
I have the answers to get you to heaven. They'd be like, I'm going to fuck that pussy. You know, that's actually, that's gonna... actually half of my act. Yeah. Just talking about and that's DMT. Why they, and, dude, and, that's, and that's why they get away with it. <clears throat> that's why they get away with it. And like a lot of kids don't come out and talk about it. It's because literally the priests afterwards go, hey, if you say it, um, yeah, your family's going to go to hell. Yeah. Like, it's a crazy power structure. So my thing is like, I don't hate religion. I just hate the idea uh, like I think religion's good when it's good people doing it mm-hmm. and they help their communities but I just hate the idea when it's like uh, donate 20% of your wealth and then the pastor goes on stage because I went to a mega church and he's oh, like yeah. oh, oh here's a slideshow of my Hawaii six star vacation mm-hmm. and it's just like so we donated 20% so you can go to Hawaii and then you mm-hmm. see a family leaving and their car can barely start and mm-hmm. they're fucking giving 20% of their money that's the shit that pisses me yeah, off. Yeah, they're business? like, it'll, it'll come back around. But, it, like, I've seen but, churches where they well, actually... yeah, if they start a church, it'll come back around. <laughs> like, fucking, what's-his-face? Joel Olstein has, like, a Lamborghini now. Yeah. Dude, yeah. all of those guys, Creflo Dollar, there's yeah. a fucking televangelist named Creflo Dollar. Uh, yeah. Hey, I gotta How say, insane though, is it Joel so... Osteen never didn't allow people... That was Katrina, right? Oh, yeah, they, he God. Closed his if church. you're about to defend Joel he didn't, Osteen... He didn't close his church. He, he just d- didn't invite them. Okay. Which is not as bad. It's pretty bad. Still bad. But no, he didn't lock people out. Everyone was saying that he locked people out. No, he locked the out. doors. It, the it doors like, were locked. No, it's, it a, it's a business. It's not like this. the studio is unlocked and they're not inviting homeless people to sleep here. Like, you know what, what I mean? What do you think like, I'm doing here? Does it? Oh. Well. Why do you think we have the flamethrower? That's true. Take care of that homeless problem. I like to imagine like halfway through the podcast. I like them best over media. He just goes, the flamethrower, and he pushes it, and he has a <laughs> fucking flame of homeless we got guy. <laughs> yeah. just keep no, I, I, just, I just wanted to say that um, I was at the pyramids in uh, Mexico recently. How was and that? That it, sounds amazing. It was amazing. We, we got into it uh, on the other podcast. But um, there was this one part I didn't mention where the uh, they would have like this sport that they would play, and then the winners of the team got would killed. get beheaded. Yeah, because the they want to send the winners up to the next oh. dimension. Yeah, and that's why imagine, they're not a world power. Imagine that, <laughs> like as an NFL, like if Roger yeah, Goodell a- came out tomorrow and he goes, "Hey, if you win the Super Bowl, you ain't going to Disneyland. You going to heaven?" Yeah, like, can we just <laughs> Patrick- go back to visit Trump's White House? Yeah, like, they, they we a, said no, but we'll go there over. They heaven. have a firing squad that comes out to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady <laughs> gets shot. You know, I would get so into football. <laughs> oh man. No, you, you know, think all the kids in Africa they live get shirts with holes in them? <laughs> why don't they live stream? They do. It's called MSNBC. <laughs> no, they don't show you the gruesome stuff. Why, well, well, they can't. It's obscene. Hey, Eli, if you want to see war that bad, join the fucking army. I don't want to see that bad. I just would be... In, like, I could flip through the channels and be like, oh, the okay, war's Okay, you want to know why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the war's <laughs> I was like, honey, get the kids. The Have you ever heard of Salil? Honey, honey. Have you, you ever heard of Salil also? Hey, yeah. The war. war. Yeah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. War, war, war. At 6, 7 central. Yeah. Hey. America versus the Middle East. Have you guys ever heard the of Salil? The 20-year reunion. We are back. Listen. <laughs> No, we can't listen after you make a ridiculous statement like it's, that. <laughs> okay. Have you heard of Salil Al Sawarim? No, no. I Dude, don't watch war. It's fucking. <laughs> you can't do that to me when I'm drinking. It's like, <laughs> you son of a bitch. I it's, Dude, ISIS just films them attacking people. Yeah. And it's in like. 
4K HD. They got rid of live leak. I don't know where to watch it. And YouTube keeps taking the shit down. I think that's good. I think that's fine. Okay. You don't have to watch war. Watch... You, you know, need to know about watch what's Ted, going on. Watch Ted Lat. I know what's going on. I don't have to watch a guy get shot in the head to know what's going on. But you got to empathize more. I was reading a bunch of diagrams. You got to know how it feels to get shot in the head. The Viet Cong's tunnels that they made. Yes. And they would have spider traps and yeah. scorpion traps. Oh, yeah. And they would have all of these different crazy booby traps. Yes. And I, so me, as a little sheltered white boy, I played a lot of Call of Duty. And I remember when I'd accidentally kill my teammates, they would yell at me for fragging. Yeah. I was like, oh, what a funny term for accidentally killing your teammates. Then I'm reading about Vietnam, and they're like, hey, they would send these 18-year-old guys down into these fucking snake holes. Yeah. And they'd be like, uh, actually, dead yeah. commander. Like, he died in the crossfire. And that's where the term came from. Oh, I know. And I was like, oh, man, I want to watch that on TV. Wait, American troops did that to yeah. themselves? Yeah. Watch the movie yeah. We Were Soldiers Once and Young, and you can see that. I, 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 I know the pain of war. I like, saw the porn version, We Were Soldiers Want Some Cum. That's a pretty good Yeah, <laughs> We were soldiers, no, we wanted some cum. Yeah. We're here that, for your cum, Vietnam. And if you're a veteran... I, I hear your ladies make a lot. I would like to just put this out there. If you're a veteran watching this, uh, I come from a military background. I respect yeah. all service members, what you guys do. Uh, no matter if you agree or disagree with the war, what you guys do is great because you guys... Uh, you should wipe off the camo off of your mouth from but sucking that cock. But what if that's, I support the military? No, I just think Mike's too, funny. But, but what if, no, but what if that's how you cure PTSD? Yeah, is come. <laughs> <laughs> they just come on, soldiers, get in here, and then they You're shoot not far along. off. Yeah. Ecstasy is how you fix PTSD. Oh, yeah, yeah. What if bestiality cured pedophilia? It's worth a shot. Has it fixed you? <laughs> <laughs> Let's ask Pablo. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. fucking that has got a limp. Uh, R. Kelly has a pet pig he has to take on the tour with them. This is my emotional support pig. <laughs> yeah. like you, fu- you fuck a dog once and your squealy. urges are gone. I call her Squealy. Would it be worth it? Would that be a what? program worth enacting? Take all the pedophiles, if this was possible. Mm. They fuck a dog, and then they're no longer a pedophile. Well, We'd have to have, like, a... Like You're rook- choosing between dogs and children, basically. Peter, Peter oh, well, obviously, I'm going to pick children's well-being over dogs' well-being. Yeah, but but Peter- I, what I would say is also minimize the dog damage, so we just have one dog until the hole gets worn out, and then switch into it. I don't want, like, one dog per pedophile. Then we got a fresh dog. Lassie. That would Lassie do- can't even bark anymore. That would do more damage. <laughs> Lassie, what? There's a pedophile by the well? <laughs> Go get her, girl. <laughs> Are you I barking would- or farting? What's that noise? <laughs> I'd rather get a lot of dogs hurt a little bit than one dog hurt a lot. <laughs> No, what? no, because the dog, it if it gets raped to death, it died for a very no. Why would it be to death? Because it's saving kids. <laughs> it is not to, I didn't say die. Oh, you say oh, to kill so them. now killing you a dog just, is wrong, but <laughs> fucking all these dogs to save kid fucking. Listen, I think it, if Where's an animal, your moral compass, if an animal you have doesn't, a dog named Rape. It was asking for it. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you fucking animal, animal, <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. if you fucking animal and it doesn't run away, that's consent. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. No, they're used to things with barbed penises in them. So yeah. Like, if I run, it'll rip my pussy out. Also, we trap animals so, in homes. So all yeah. animal sex is rape. Yeah. Yes. 
That's the same way all kid sex is rape. They I, can't I, consent. I can't believe me and I'm back on Mike's side and I have to go. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, animals, Eli, no, animals fucking, fucking animals is not good. All right, buddy. Eli's like, no, I animals don't fucking go to each the, other. <laughs> Eli's like, I don't want to go to the zoo anymore. Then <laughs> <laughs> kids can fuck. <laughs> Our zoo, we built a zoo, is a bad movie now. <laughs> yeah, I want to see Eli direct. We built a zoo too. Yeah. Like, where's the sex dungeon? <laughs> Matt Damon and you Eli Harper. Yeah. Gift shop. Matt, Matt Damon and Eli Harper. They're getting a little greasy. Uh, you said my last name wrong too. We're even. What is it? Halpern. Oh, Doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm just happy because I fucked up your name and you fucked up mine. So Good. I don't feel bad now. I'm gonna. It's fun- be funny if you get tiger herpes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Question. Yeah. Okay. This is good. What would like- the hardest animal be to rape in a zoo? The hardest. A spider. No. <laughs> It'd be easy. How are you going to get inside of a... Uh, you're you telling me you're going to get in a tarantula? You just put it against the wall and you just go... <laughs> you squish it. I don't know, but I can tell you the easiest. What's the I e- thought about like getting in. Go. I, for rape to be successful. Uh, yeah. That's what the that's what the Taliban's all about, dude. Wait, 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 wait. They fuck goats. Real quick, let's redefine. For your have, animal rape. My marine friends have been over there. They've witnessed this. Oh. One of them joined in, but... Uh, what, <laughs> but he, goes, he goes, this Taliban people are kind of cool. <laughs> they don't have to deal with women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The roads are so safe. Turkey <laughs> is a dream. Yeah, Elon just starts dressing like the Taliban. He goes, dude, it's kind of sick. Dude. <laughs> the goats never get mad when you don't text them back. <laughs> I get these sweet linen jumpsuits. Yeah, dude. And after we're done with them, we just cook them up and eat them. <laughs> it's called seasoning. I do that with girls. We anyways. use our cum as seasoning. <laughs> okay, the easiest would be go. I wait, would wait, say- wait. Redefi- we got to redefine by animal to rape. What is a successful rape in this scenario? Is it just getting my dick? I think getting against inside. Them, against yeah, but like a- or inside. I think inside. But that's like why a- I'm saying spider. Yeah. You can't, okay. Like, get I mean, it. okay. Dangerous. The most dangerous one then. I would say probably like a tiger or a gorilla. I would say a gorilla would be harder than a tiger because they can reach around. Oh, a hippo would be hippo fucked. because they're the ultimate killing machine. Yeah, but they can't reach. They can't like scratch their back. They can't grab you while you're they in their ass. They're so fast. But so gorillas you get up behind can. them to fuck, and then they're gonna turn. Yeah, but you, you can still get your dick in to, and out and get out of there. Okay. Like, no, you'd have to get gorilla glue, put it around you. Stick it in, and if it runs, you're just running with it. Oh, it's going to drown you. Yeah. I mean, it's going to go in the water, and you're going to drown. Yeah. One insertion is a rape, so that's all you need. Okay. So I think it would be hardest to put your dick one pump in a gorilla. I'm going boa constrictor. Oh, that would be scary. It's so hard to find that hole. You're going to have to figure out where it is, and it's just tightening around, and you're trying okay, to let's, get a boner let's chasing the parameters a snake. Here. It has to be able to fit a human dick. Oh, I could make my dick fit in a boa constrictor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in its mouth. Oh, yeah, that works. Oh, that's even scary. Wow. You would not have a dick. What a deep throat. But, <laughs> <laughs> did you name your snake Riley Reed? That's incredible. Uh, <laughs> um, I like when my snake blows me. <laughs> I'm going to give him my Riley seed. I am Mike Eaton. Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you. This, is my this podcast snake. is going off the rails. Yeah. Oh, man, it, it would be hard to... I think a baboon, just because the ass is so scary. Oh, yeah. That'd that's be pretty hard ass. for me to just mentally rape. Yeah. I bet Rocky could. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I thought about Rocky Sylvester Stallone because I just forget there's a real human being named Rocky. Rocky yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, me and Rocky were wrestling for like two hours. Oh, last he told night. me. He told me. He's like, I, I just hit. We're headbutting head. each other. Yeah, because you guys are both uncivilized. 
He, I try to be cool, and then he brings it out of me, and I'm like, well, you're fucking doing well. I guess I can join in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I think he likes having me. I try to civilize him because he's all about like, man, someone, oh, shit, I just swing. And I'm like, well, you. He cool. wants to. Him and Eli he give up the same vibes. He wants to aggressively tell people to have a good time. He wants to be like, hey. Have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a good time. But it's fun. It Why is are fun. you not having fun? It's fun because like me and him are so opposite. It's a fun back and forth. So I that's... feel like you guys got a similar thing as like me and Mike. Yeah. Like yeah. if you saw our podcast side by side and you were squinting, you're like, that might be the same one. Hey, and on both podcasts, the fat guys are fucking carrying the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> as for you, Rockster. <laughs> he beat me in mini golf today and I'm pissed. Oh man. Yeah. I'm gonna so. kick his ass. Uh, Why? Because he can kick mine. <laughs> then you couldn't kick his. Uh, have you heard of... That's like saying you're not good at comedy. Did dolphins count as be. the zoo? Huh? Did dolphins count as the zoo? Because some zoos mm-hmm. have dolphins and some don't. So I would change my answer to dolphin. No, no they would want it. They, no, they would rape you before you could rape them. Uh, you would get in there swimming after a dolphin and you'd get raped in the process. What about an octopus? Ooh, That'd be tough. My octopus teacher... He taught me to come. <laughs> Wasn't that really popular? And everyone stopped eating squid for a while in Japan. No, no, here, civilized countries. <laughs> Japan's civilized. No, they have sex with squids no, and they, they blur don't. genitals. What are you talking? You just said that they didn't make a thing about sex no, with no. octopuses, and then they do have sex with squids. I'm You're saying people here, yourself. people here, read or read the book or saw the documentary, My Octopus Teacher. And then they stopped eating like calamari because of it. Wait, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. There was like a diver that went and like became friends with an octopus, I guess. It sounds like a shitty Pixar movie, but it's real life, I guess. It's a good documentary. Octopus are Is really it? smart. Yeah, he didn't have sex with it. Though. I feel bad eating oh, them. Well, then, what's yeah. the point? What? He became friends with an animal. Did he, though? He actually did. Yeah? Is it like, like Coco the gorilla, and then he just ruined its life by killing its cat? or what? Oh, that was sad. Yeah. Who killed, the cat? Who killed the cat? Who killed the cat? The cat that we got for the gorilla yeah got run over by a car like oh. you say we and, and they taught we the human race like you were that involved dis- yeah i was <laughs> i was there making decisions mm-hmm. i was like we got to get that that gorilla cat and we got to let it roam free mm-hmm. and then it got smushed and then we just taught it to communicate so that we could tell it we killed its cat jesus it's fucked up do you do sad. that to the octopus too no he's like, not hey going, let he's me not teach you about it. color and fuck... now you understand racism yeah he's not gonna go to a <laughs> like fucking spare fucking gun and shoot it's like mom or something in the face he was just like saying that like oh he's like bonding with me like he gained his trust it's pretty mm. cool documentary or it's like that one lady who had a like a gorilla or a chimpanzee in her house and, mm-hmm. it, and she would just let it hang out mm-hmm. and then one day it just beat the fuck out of her and she like like half her face is just missing. It's like, yeah, that's what happens when you have a chimp in your house. Yeah, in a cage. Yeah, yeah. I wish that that had been the end of more of those the are Tiger pe- King stuff. Those are people I do not feel bad for. Yeah, are people that like hold like dangerous, aggressive animals that belong in the wild. Because like dogs are bred to be at home. They've like yeah, look generations at pugs. and ger- Put a pug in the wild. Yeah, generation and generation, they've been bred to be with humans. But like a gorilla. If you have that kind of shit in your house and it beats the fuck out of you, you deserve it. I, I heard overheard this guy in the airport talking in Mexico about how pugs just live a miserable existence. They're just bred to have respiratory problems and they shouldn't exist. And I was like, that's a good point. Yeah, man. Eugenics makes sense. <laughs> you can re- Let's rephrase that. Take two. <laughs> Dog eugenics makes sense. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We're learning on the show. <laughs> Listen, I just want to say I fucking love Rocky. But in like a year or two, I'm going to fucking submit him. 
Okay. Sexually, that felt like it had a lot of tension in it. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Rocky <laughs> Dale Davis. <laughs> he comes in just to beat the shit Dude, out of him. That would be awesome if he just cut a wrestling like, promo in here. Oh, that way. Hey, he admitted good. I'd beat his ass in striking, though. Yeah. But he's a good wrestler. You know, I feel like all of that becomes moot I, when you can buy a gun. Can I just be honest with you? <laughs> it's like, you punch good. Doesn't impress me. Strike. Guys that are like, I'm a good striker. I'm like, cool. Nice. Oh, no, this is for me. I know. I'm just saying. Like, I'm not trying to impress you. Well, it's kind of like guys you look at me. You look at me, and you did this. I'm look at the camera. He goes, he did a. He did tell me I would beat him in striking. <laughs> that was an impressive. Yeah. yeah, you look like a detective from a 1960s Pulp Fiction novel. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, all right, you piece of shit. You Where's were trying my to impress five me. Milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> I know your ways. What impresses you, Tony? I don't know. I, I, I good like a good joke, a good conversation. Stuff like that. I'm not a very physical. I'm a more of a pacifist. Okay. If, like I love finding out something new. Like, like, uh, like people from like that lived in an area I haven't lived in, and like tell me about your oh, culture you should, and stuff like that. You should go see the Sentinelese. What's that? You would enjoy them. They're an island of uncontacted people. No, <laughs> those <laughs> that, that we keep going to try to talk to. Back with the, the Christian guy. Yeah, with the to Bible off the coast again, of India again. Yeah. Same thing. If you're going to those places to yeah. try to convert people and you get ripped apart. Deserve. I love it. You deserve it. Also, Put a GoPro is like on. the worst Let thing ever happened to humanity. I want that to be the oh, channel dude. up from war. I was watching war, now I'm watching Christian missionaries. So <laughs> a, a family member of ours, uh, their high school like friend, uh-huh. they're taking their entire family. It's, so it's a dad, a mom, their 17-year-old, and their 14-year-old. Good Christian And they're family. going to the Middle East to try to convert people into Christianity. Awesome. And I'm just like... Like that's where CPS needs to get involved. Yeah, you're taking your children to the Middle East to try to convert people to Christian. I hope like, they come back Muslim. What about the woman who tried to prove? <laughs> I hope they come back. No, honestly, <laughs> what about the woman who tried no, to prove that, that? What if that's how your Islam teenage rebel peaceful. face starts? Your teenage rebel face. No, like, Dad, no, I'm a Shiite now. Yeah, no, Dad, I like Allah. <laughs> Allah's my God, Dad. No, did you hear about the girl? I'm not eating it. It's not Allah. Hey, did you hear about the girl that tried to prove that Islam was peaceful by hitchhiking through Pakistan and then she got raped and murdered? Okay, we don't yeah. need to. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like we tried to prove America was good by creating a feel, hitchhiking feel, robot and it got I, okay. stabbed. In Detroit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I. I. The thing is. The thing is. The thing is. I still feel bad for the person that bad things happen, but it's one of those things. It's like you do, do stupid shit. Stupid shit's gonna happen to you. We keep saving dumb people. That's like me if I went. We to, have epipens. That's like me if I went to the homeless shelter on Sixth Street and I just had a lot of cash and I'm like, I got money. I got money. And I got my ass kicked and robbed. You would be like, Hey, Tony. I feel bad that you got your ass kicked and robbed. But you deserve. You know what I mean. I would not feel even the slightest. Did I tell you what happened with my little brother? What if I posted a picture? You would heart react if I posted a picture on Facebook. Well, yeah, so no one else judges me. But like in my heart of hearts, if you're out there, I get money. You get beat up and raped for it. I'm gonna be like, okay. Well, if you went out (laughs) there waving your cash hole around, I feel bad for people. It's dumb. So I feel bad for stupid people. I feel bad for people that die in accidents, like QAnon people. I feel bad for them, even though they're dumb. I feel bad for them, like they got brainwashed. I feel bad for us for having to share oxygen with them. You know, there's like a finite amount of resources, and they keep using them. I'm gonna leave. Why? You Are like you QAnon? QAnon? No. You look like I've been, honestly? To, I've been trying to tell a story for like five minutes. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Say it. Say it. Uh, my little brother. I, uh-huh. I didn't tell you about this. The other day, he's depo- He's nice. He's he's my brother, but he's nothing like me. He's a very nice kid. So a good man. Good head on his shoulders. 
good heart. He looks like Andrew Garfield. Oh, okay. But I said James Garfield the other day, the president. <laughs> it was very confusing for everyone. <laughs> he was he was depositing cash at an ATM, and this homeless guy charged him trying to grab it, and he dropped him. Hell yeah, good for him. That yeah. kind of striking impresses me. <laughs> I like that kind of striking. I got uh, a justice was served. There's a homeless lady on Sixth Street, mm-hmm. and uh, she grabbed for the sandwich I was eating, and I was like, no. I just told her no, and then she goes, give it to me. And I was like, honestly, if you would have asked me politely instead of just grabbing and then being a, you know, crazy, I would have probably given you the you other call half. You a bitch. I saw you yeah, wanted bitch. to. Yeah, And uh, then she started putting a hex on me. And the crazy thing oh, is- Oh, you get out of here. The, no, you no, don't bring that homeless no, no, no. black magic wanna, in here at us. You want to know what's crazy? At first, I was like, shit, I don't think my insurance covers hexes. Yeah. But then like- <laughs> But then, like, two days later, I got, like, three big shows, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's why she's homeless. She's bad at hexing. Yeah. <laughs> she got fired from her, like, dark magic club, you know? That's why she's homeless. So I was she like, kept trying to make voodoo dolls. Now, every time, I see her, now every time I see her, I just hold sandwiches, and she gets mad at me, and then she hexed me, and then I get booked on shows. Daddy needs to go on tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dad, come on. <laughs> she, like, tweaked a word. She accidentally gave you good luck. Oh, dude. It's, You're going to start bringing steak plates around her, see if it ups the ante. Yeah. At first, I thought it was going to be like that Justin Long movie, uh, uh, Drag Tusk? Me to Hell. No, oh. Drag Me to Hell, where it's just like I'm being possessed by this old witch. Uh-huh. Like, no. Fucking good shit's going on. Justin Long? Mm-hmm. You've never seen the Drag Me to Hell? Accepted? No. It's amazing. Is it it's a comedy? uh uh, it's there's comedic parts. It is uh, <laughs> like when he's getting dragged to hell. It's the, fucking dire- hilarious. It's the director. It's the director of uh, e- the Evil Dead franchise and Sam Raimi. Oh, and he did the original Spider-Man trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's really- and the original dark superhero movie Darkman. No idea. So it's basically this girl works at a bank, and this old lady comes in and she asks for a loan, and she has to deny her for the loan, mm-hmm. and she puts like a hex on her, and then like she starts. It going like crazy. It's mm-hmm. really it's a fun movie. So it's like what like pagan chicks thinks would happen in like Pretty Woman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't sell to me. Well, I hexed you. <laughs> yeah. Now you're gonna wish you sold me cool stuff. Uh-huh. Is that Pretty Woman? No, that's no Pretty Woman's not that. Yeah. It's, it's, Julie, there's some movie. That Julia that Roberts is a hooker. Yeah, right. And, and she goes to buy nice stuff, and they tell her no. Someone help me. There's a movie. Yeah, that that, that is I Pretty Woman. Oh, I did it. Okay, but good. no, but there's no witch doctor. No, I'm saying that that would be. God damn it! I'm not ever gonna make a joke again. I'm just going to be serious from here on out. And the Austin comedy. Religion is a scam. <laughs> what if you just start going on stage every time and you just start crying? Yeah. Like, no jokes from this fella. <laughs> yeah. No, he cries before he goes on stage. Yeah. I, out of my mouth. Profusely. Oh, boy. It's awful. Yeah. Does, how often does that happen? Vomiting? Only if it's going to be a good show. <laughs> like, really? It's so Last so night, never. did you yeah. vomit? Yeah. Well, yesterday I didn't eat so that I wouldn't have anything to vomit, but I just drive heaved a whole bunch. Really? Yeah. Like, like usually right before my set, I'm outside in the parking lot like, <laughs> and I cough, and then I go up there, and no one even knows. <laughs> yeah. You did that on a show with me at Sunset. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, I didn't know I was going to be going up, so I had eaten. I eat a bunch, and then Kyle Anderson is on stage, and like five minutes into a set, Adam goes, hey, you want to do like five minutes up next? And I was like, yeah, man, that's <laughs> great. <laughs> I said, yeah, that would be great. And then I immediately started visualizing the set. And then I was like, oh, good. And then I ran out that side door and puked in between some cars. If you ever sh- shoot a special, I want you to throw up on the first row. Ah, thanks for coming out, Boston. It's Well, once I start walking, so I have this whoop strap that tracks my heart rate. Mm-hmm. And it's really fascinating to watch. The 15 minutes before I go on stage, my heart rate will get up to like 160. Oh, yeah. But then when I take the stage, my heart rate goes boom. I'm the same way. I pace. Like I pace a lot. I'm a pacer. Yeah, where it's like the comic before me, I'm just like walking back and forth. I can't just stay seated. I gotta mm-hmm. walk. Yeah, back. same. I'm a pacer, mm-hmm. and 
That's crazy that you throw up the big shows. That's cool. It's well, it's frustrating. It's cool. It's cool. No, it's it's frustrating, yeah, but it's you. throw it more often. No, it's cool I'm because it's cool in a way because it's like it means that you want to put on a good show. Yeah, very much so. It's all I care about. But it's right, this is your diet plan: puke before shows, burn a bunch of calories on stage. Yeah, I'm already doing that. I have to get the calories back somehow. Do more calories. And you keep saying dumb shit like lose weight. It makes me mad and get milkshakes about it. So <laughs> if you want me to lose weight. Maybe hey, Mike, how about you become anorexic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever thought of bulimia yeah, as a for, diet plan? It's for your health. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it wouldn't hurt. I think it kills people, doesn't it? I don't want to lose my hair or my teeth. I'm going to have to get veneers. You should, hey. I'll become Eli, bulimic after I get my Netflix special and I can afford you it. You should do steroids. You're looking a little fucking... Oh, you mean more? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should do a lot. You should go through a third puberty? Yeah, you should go... <laughs> you should do a lot of steroids. I'm trying to lose weight. No, you should do steroids. You look, get an amputation. It's the fastest way to lose weight. <laughs> God, hey, not... we were thinking about this, and that was I... one of the first jokes I wrote. It, lose weight by getting an amputation? That's awesome. It was a follow-up to a fake gym called Counterfeit. Yeah. Well, it was nice to be here. And, yeah, this has um, been the Giggle Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great way to just end the podcast forever? <laughs> and never do another episode. Right? Eli just tells a joke. The other two comics look at each other. Well, good night. <laughs> <laughs> I said one of the first jokes. Yeah. Ever written. So but funny. I mean, the wheel was pretty good right off the bat. So, you know, some things don't start shitty. <laughs> Was a fucking square. <laughs> that was a roll of square. Wheel. They probably called it a wheel. No. And they're like, "What if we trim the sides?" <laughs> they didn't have language oh. yet. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Could you imagine how awesome stand-up would be before we had language? <laughs> it's just slapstick at that point. I think language yeah. was invented as a form of entertainment. I think yeah. people just make funny noises was, and faces. It was storytelling. Language, because if you look, the first. The first pictures ever drawn on, drawn on caves and stuff was to tell stories and like warn other people passing by about dangers. So that's why it's like would be a stick figure and then like a big dark monster, which would be like a bear. And the stick like, figure always had like a huge dick. Yeah, yeah, or so like, like a snake. So even yeah, huge it, dick guys are scared of bear. So yeah, they used it as communication to tell stories and to pass on the history of the tribe. Interesting. Mm-hmm. No, What's your favorite fact? You feel I feel like you're someone that has some good facts. Not real. Uh, like if I cut off the top of your head, I'd pull it up and there'd be a Snapple fact. It's a lot of useless like movie facts. Yeah, those are good. My favorite one. Oh, this like uh, I didn't know when the Social Network came out mm -hmm. that you know the Vink Winklevoss. It's yeah. one actor. Oh, so they just they just cloned him. Like they got a guy, a stunt double that uh, just. Uh, was the same height and then they he did all his lines fucking back and back and it, it, it looks really good like hmm. yeah interesting just shit like that I know yeah that is interesting yeah. that is interesting what's your favorite fact mm, I don't have one <laughs> I don't know I don't I don't I don't like any facts you hear my favorite movie story <laughs> that's clear <laughs> I don't like facts I have opinions my favorite movie story <laughs> what's is, your favorite opinion or your favorite opinion <laughs> oh, probably that people that ride bicycles are making the world a worse place. <laughs> all right. I hate them, and I hope they all get hit by cars. Why? Except for my old roommate, Wyatt. 
but everyone else because I don't have the personal <laughs> attachment. If you ride a bicycle, I hope you get run over. Yeah, but you know, you spreading that hate speech is gonna someone's gonna be there and listen like bike riders like, oh they're evil right dude i hope they bike. drive through the tour de no, france but what, in a fucking tank your I don't friend give a shit. your friend that rides a bike is gonna be riding a bike and then one he of the already people, he already they, fell off of his bike going 50 on a mountain and broke his collarbone and has enough road rash and he's like yeah i'm still gonna try and do triathlons so if he's that stubborn he wants to live through being a bicyclist then then one if, of your fans is gonna kill him whatever but like i'm just like it's if that's Chris. the price i have to pay for no one else to ride a bicycle i will let wyatt die sorry i love you <laughs> my friend but, chris wipes out all the time and gets seriously injured and just keeps riding bikes yeah i tried to say this so, earlier but, but it's kind of the same with stand-up though we go on stage and there's some days we bomb and our fucking egos just get shattered and we still go back up does that happen to physically you? hurt me ah uh, <laughs> dude like there's been uh, fucking you know those bombs in front of like two two fifty people those mm -hmm. are fucking sad drives home mm -hmm. I have never bombed in front of that many I've never performed in front of that many people oh dude there's been there's been shows where like my first MC weekend ever I was like six months in the comedy I should not have been hired mm -hmm. but I was working the door at the club and someone like bailed so they're like you just go up and my light. Pink shirt turned dark pink three mm -hmm. minutes in, just sweating. Mm -hmm. Just eight minutes of silence, everything just missing. Mm -hmm. And then a lady three rows back, she didn't mean to say it as loud as she did. She was an older lady. She goes, I want to laugh, but he's just not funny. And then I hear 300 people just laugh at me. <laughs> Holy oh, shit. Dude, I almost quit comedy that yeah, night. Yeah. Soul yeah. Crushing. It's like shit like that. So it's like almost the same way where we literally sometimes get up there and like, no, but if you had been defeated by that, then you wouldn't be worthy to continue doing comedy. That's what I'm saying with the bike riders. It's like, yeah, that you there's risk. Yeah, if you can survive my car, you get to keep biking. <laughs> Same analogy. I love what you just said. Yeah. What was the last time you, you had bombed? To... Thursday, I went on pretty late at the Secret Show. Right, Brian Redband. I it, I wouldn't call it a bomb, but it was like, but it wasn't great. It wasn't up to your expectations. Yeah, for it wasn't great. It, it was yeah, it's a bomb. So yeah, probably bomb like once or. Once or twice a month. That's a good. How many shows you shows you do a month? Now that I'm awesome, I'm probably like twenty five, thirty. Fuck yeah! So yeah, it's good. a good ratio. Yeah, two or yeah. three, like a real bomb. Like, and then there's like a couple. I would say like ten to fifteen, where it's like eh, and then like the other fifteen, it's like oh, that was a good set. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How often do you think you like murder? Oh, that's like a f three, four percent. Yeah, where it's like when I get off and I'm just like that, where mm -hmm. where it's just like everything is hitting, even the transitions, yeah, the act outs are perfect, everything, the the timing, mm -hmm. I would say like three or four percent. But when those hit, you just feel like a goddamn king, dude. It's we've talked about this a couple times, but even during like my best sets, where I just I, everything worked just like that, and it's like man, I got the facial expressions down, mm -hmm. like even the shit that was just an offhand aside. Not even a tag. People are laughing mm -hmm. at it. And then there's laughs catching up with shit. Mm -hmm. like, oh, man, it's so good. And then I'll go back and I'll listen to the set. I'll be like, I said four words wrong. I'm fucking retarded. Oh, yeah. I don't deserve to make success. The worst is mm. when you have a good set and then you watch the tape and you're like, it seemed a lot better on stage. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, mean? I only focus like, on the bad. Yeah, you're like, no one really needs to. I'm not posting anything from this. It's, <laughs> Who am I going to get booked with for this? <laughs> it seems pretty good, you know? Yeah. I think that's good. I think it, if you're hard on yourself, you become a better comic. Yeah. Look at Bill Burr. Like, he talks shit about himself all the time. Mm -hmm. There's and a lot he, of self hatred in art. 
I think that's good though, because like I think if you get cocky, like you see film directors that call themselves the best film directors, and then they just make like three back to back shitty movies. Yeah, and they're all just obsessed with feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Conor McGregor. Quinn, how dare you? Quentin Tarantino's an angel. <laughs> He's the best, one of the best film directors. Uh, but he doesn't call himself that. That's why he's not tour. He is. He's what? Yeah, an auteur. We met an auteur. An auteur so, that did uh, the entire Ron Jeremy uh, pornographic production. <laughs> really? He was filming. He was editing. He was directing. He wrote the script. Yeah. So an auteur he, is basically filmmakers that each movie they make is they're trying to tell their st- uh, a story they want to tell. They usually write it and direct it, write it, edit it. Where like Michael Bay is an auteur, isn't an auteur because he's just making like mainstream blockbusters yeah he might do a movie that he wants to make but it's more like oh I'm just a film director I know how to make a cool action movie where Quentin Tarantino is like trying to tell a story you know unique characters trying to have like a so there's more involvement and more yeah more involvement more and creative it's like, control yeah you're more of an artist you're, you're not trying to m- make it that it becomes mainstream success you're more Oh, I'm focusing on the story, and if it does make get money, cool. And, mm-hmm. But if not, also cool. So you're a big movie guy. Love. I went here's to film school. Th- here's, yeah. oh, okay, this will upset you. Okay. I, here's some movies I haven't seen. Uh, Almost Famous. Okay. Clueless. Okay. Uh, any of The Godfather. I haven't seen The Godfather. Uh, okay, good, good, good. I, I don't know what the buzz is about. This stuff's boring. I haven't seen like, like most good movies. Like people tell me about. Like I saw Top Gun for the first time a couple Top years Gun. ago. Trash movie. Not great. Awful. What like what what do you do in movies and what do you like about movies? What movies do you like? My favorite movie I I like I like movies about real life events. Like Moneyball is one of my favorite movies. Great movie. Stuff like that. I love good sci fi movies. Like I'm like, so thrilled for the Dune movie. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I I like I, I just like like uh, the new Suicide Squad was amazing. Incredible. I, yeah. Terrible. The new one. Yeah. What are you talking He's about? He's a fool, right? It was Literally, bad. James Gunn got to make. A mainstream body horror film, which is amazing. The scenes where like they're ripping the faces off with the squids, like the shark rips a person in half and like lightning it's a, strikes. Yeah, it's a it's a mainstream body horror film, and it's cool that this is like in the mainstream and it's gonna make a shit ton of money. I just like, want Weasel. The best part about that movie Weasel's was the reclining great. chair. <laughs> I will never see a movie with you. Because we'll probably go see Jack and Jill 3, and he's like, this movie has class. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is a movie. I like how it's the same yeah. actor for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> how do they do that? <laughs> they should do a Nutty Professor reboot. Yeah. <laughs> how do you feel about the Airbud franchise? I think it's funny. Because in those productions, like, definitely dogs get fucking like i bet you a couple of golden retrievers got shot in the back of a movie set and they're like let's bring in airbud three you know what i mean that's what i'm saying we could have at least they, sacrificed no, at least they the cured the okay. pedophilia you, you want to hear my favorite fact take my the favorite dead fact? Airbuds and let the you remember homeward bound yes the movie about like the dog the cat yes uh and they, they were ugly dog to, pretty dog cat so there's a scene where there's kittens in the basket and they're going down in the waterfall right mm-hmm. and the dog the animals save them mm-hmm. so apparently I've heard it from a couple of different people that the the rope broke and those kittens actually fell down the waterfall. And they're like, well, we got to get six new kittens. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, what movie? And they didn't even Homeward have Craigslist Band. back then. How do you get new kittens that fast? You just find them. Go to a farm? Yeah, you just point it at Some the cat in the movie. Just, you just point it at the cats? cat in the movie and you're like, give us more. <laughs> <laughs> Give us your Holy other children. Shit. Yeah, yeah. So that's almost as good as the Hanging Midget and Wizard of Oz. Oh uh, yeah, 
I want that to what? be true. I just don't think it is. What's so there's a, a rumor that there is a, a little person that has hung themselves mm. and they can be seen in the background of a couple scenes in Wizard of Oz. I doubt. I don't, I don't. Because what what was the girl's name that played Dorothy? I feel like someone would have Didn't noticed. Didn't she get raped and drugged up a bunch and so she was yeah, very those sad? Were just act, I think those were just actresses in Hollywood back then. I, I think you can hear a murder in the background of a Mob Deep song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Outside the studio. Oh, the Roller Coaster. You know the song? Roller Coaster. Of love. And then you hear there's a yell. Oh, huh? maybe that's it. Yeah, and there's a yell. If you listen to it, there's like a yell, and apparently someone was getting like beat and like murdered. I feel really bad that that's my sex song now. <laughs> Bro, like, ow. Yeah. That's a good fucking song. Man. That's what I come to. Yeah. That noise. That's, that's honestly weird. a great song to die to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Who's that by again? I don't know. I just know. Uh, Same guys who sing Fire. Not Earth, Wind, and Fire. No, that's not Earth, Wind, and Fire. Ohio Players. Okay. Mm, good. You could make a soundtrack for Remember the Titans. I pretty much have. It's a great movie. Yeah, yeah that's another good movie. Mm-hmm. My favorite movie is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, it's a great movie. But I saw it the first time The first time I did Acid. Oh. And so it was just like transformative. And I've watched it back so many times and I see a new thing every time because I take different drugs. Okay. I've even seen it sober and it was good. Yeah. So, you know, that's how you know it's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't care for like the Rum Diaries. I didn't think it was a very good no. No. offshoot in that same world. But oh, Johnny Depp's fun to look at. Johnny Depp tried to write. Yeah, well, he shouldn't That's do that. That's the problem. Yeah. You try to be like, I'm going to be. Yeah, let yeah. the people with brains use your pretty body. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah, go you be eccentric. Idiot. Yeah. Just go do cocaine and hate your wife. Yeah. <laughs> well, to be f- the greatest thing ever with the whole Amber Heard mm-hmm. controversy is that there is a part where her lawyers brought up that Johnny Depp was verbally abusing her by calling her Amber Turd. <laughs> <laughs> It's better. Amber the reason he turd. called her Amber Turd is because during a fight, she shit on his bed. <laughs> so he started calling her Amber Turd. Dude, is... So now there are court transcripts of her shitting on his bed and he calling her Amber Turd. It's like if you were to... Johnny Depp. <laughs> you know who came out to defend him? Doug Stanhope. Yeah. Doug Stanhope's the greatest. They're friends. He's friends with Johnny Depp. I just Depp. think that's why I, I am not envious of those kind of... Like celebrities, the, mm-hmm. the rich, 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 like the Will Smiths and the Johnny Johnny Depps. Like I love the idea. I hate the idea that I couldn't go to like an IKEA or just go anywhere. You know what I mean? Without mm-hmm. like security, like that does not. Yeah, I, I, I want to be Doug that. Stanhope level. Or dude, like, Brian Regan him, said you know the him. best quote. He goes like Brian Regan said he can sell out like a three thousand seat theater and then walk three blocks and eat at a restaurant and no one knows who he is. Like to me. That is amazing. Yeah. Like where But how do you get famous and be that forgettable? He's not famous. I think it's he makes a killing. Yeah. He has enough well, fans. he's not as mainstream as uh, blockbuster. And also movie. he he's like one of those guys which like we're 3000. I bet you he gets recognized when he goes to a city by a couple of people, mm-hmm. but it's like he can go to the store and then someone's like, "Oh my god, you're Brian Regan. Can we get a quick picture?" And it's like, "I would love that because then you can actually have fun interactions with your fans because mm-hmm. if it only happens like a couple of days or a couple of times a week, mm-hmm. it's not annoying because you're like, oh, cool, yeah. I want to be like Justin Bieber levels of famous, though. Dude, what where I'm you... like eating at a restaurant and people are trying to take Dude, my silverware to sell it. Dude, it's such a sad... Where it's like concert, hotel, restaurant, but you have to be by yourself. Oh, but you could like, use them as minions. I hate that. Just do my bidding. No. You fans? No. Like, come on. You don't think... I hate that. I'll start a mini dictatorship based that. on my fandom? I hate that, dude. Ugh. I've worked with a couple of like... 
celebrity types like it, it's it's fun when you see someone who used to be an a-list uh-huh. and who isn't oh they still think they got that a-list yeah. power and it's kind of sad yeah it's kind of sad i and there's like, no you've been doing comedy i've been doing it like a little over five now mm-hmm. like this summer is my five-year anniversary or this yeah hell yeah so but yeah i worked with some like guys who used to be like a-list i'll tell you guys the name afterwards but uh yeah, it's kind of sad to see that they think... They Louis just have... trying to jerk off like he's still got the power? <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't let him do that. He seems like a nice guy. Right? But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Please, can I open for you? Like, it, I would love that. I'll but, do it for you. But yeah, that shit seems pathetic. Where it's like, if you just coast, you have a good career, you know, that ego is not going to pop because you're like, yeah. oh, maybe I can build a few more fans and then mm-hmm. a few more... Like, look at Bill Burr. I don't think he's ever going to, like, Ego death himself, like career wise, because he's Dane just Cook. He's like progressively just growing, and then he's getting older. So he's gonna pass away one of these days in like twenty years. But like he's never gonna hit like mainstream, like making a hundred million dollars a year. So he's he's gonna be fine. I feel like most comedians don't get that cocky. They either like fizzle out or kill themselves. Yeah, suicide. Yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know Eddie Murphy. I would consider that fizzling out because yeah, but didn't... then he made Pluto Nash, and it was like I don't care. I what actually the Pluto Nash was. is one of the most watched movies of mine. Never I seen it. I do not know why it's a bad movie. Yeah, but as a kid, my mom got me on a DVD, and I would watch it a lot. I understand. It's I've like, also seen silly. it too many times. It's silly, which is twice. But yeah, like, I saw it like twelve. Wow. Yeah, it's not a good movie. But <sighs> Eddie Murphy's different, though. I, I respect Eddie though, because he like left con. So like Kevin Hart, I, mm-hmm. I'm a huge Kevin. Was a huge Kevin Hart fan. Really? Yeah, I think his first two or three specials is some of, oh dick is like, some of the best stand up yeah. comedy. It's some of the most relatable comedy. For it doesn't matter if you're rich. You're poor. a small black man. No, I just it's his like story about getting hit by his like mom and then going up into his room and talking shit into the pillow and yeah. the act out of it is so perfect it's so amazing where it's like you can relate to certain situations and his first two or three specials are amazing where i'm like this guy's gonna be the biggest thing and he did but i recently saw him live and what really turned me off about him was we're in a giant arena and he had guys open for him for like an hour and 12 minutes and i was like oh that's a long time to you know to have people open for you and then a 20 nice them, and then a 20 minute short film of all of his credits played like you've seen him in these movies his movies have made over a billion dollars at the box office he's the first comedian sponsored by nike he's performed with people like blah blah and it's like yeah kevin hart you sold out the AT&T center three times this weekend people know who you are where it's like and then he goes up there and you can t- you could tell like uh, his material is like it's not from him that he has writers mm-hmm. like Joe Rogan that's why I respect Rogan is because he doesn't have writers he's that's why he's at the Vul- Rogan doesn't have to be doing the Vulcan three times a week during the week I feel week. like you shouldn't have writers as a comedian it feels like cheating but that's the that's thing how it is started. but that's the thing is that's the thing is that's why I respect guys like Rogan or Burr or like Segura you know, or Ali Wong, those types where they're like selling big rooms, but they're going to these clubs during the week where they don't have to. They have enough money and they're fucking like, hey, you can come see me for cheaper. And guess what? Some of the jokes aren't going to be ready yet. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that's what I respect. But with Kevin Hart, you can tell it's 
Oh, he didn't think of most of this. I that, saw that's, him. That's where he had the fire in the back. I like that one. So I saw him at the American Airlines Center. <laughs> yeah. I exact same opinion as you. Those first few specials were incredible. And I fell in love with him before I even did stand-up. Yeah. And I had a buddy who was my roommate at the time who was super fucking into Kevin Hart and it showed me him. So we went to go see him at the American Airlines Center. And we went up to fucking America in Dallas. And yeah. we're there and it's sold out. It's fucking packed house. Took forever to get in. The show started late. Forever with the openers. But he the plastic com- cup boys. But he comes out and his punchlines. He would stop and pyrotechnics would come out. Yeah. And it was just like mediocre hack, like Jimmy Fallon level punchlines. Mm. And he's exploding fire. And there's such a cult of personality around him that everyone's cheering and yeah. loved it. And I'm sitting there like. <sighs> but I also don't like the Beatles. So like you know. No, but my thing is, it makes me sad because it's. And I I don't hate the guy. I get it. The guy, he works hard. Like the guy, I'm not gonna. I'm not shit talking him on that. He works hard. Like I think he's a great actor at funny movies. But he took the, the Hollywood paycheck over. Being, he should do heroin. Being one of the goats. That's why Bernie Mac I think is one of the goats. Mm-hmm. Bernie Mac did his TV show. He was in some movies, but he always focused on stand up. He, he crushed died, Charlie Angel to full throttle. He died a killer. He yeah. died a killer on stage. And that's me. Like. I, I love stand-up so much. Like, I would love to be in movies. Like, I, I'd love to direct one day. But, like, if it took away from me not being able to do stand-up, I would give it away in a heartbeat. I would love the, like, Burt Kreischer route. Yeah, but, Where like, he's been, like, a successful touring stand-up for a while. Now he's doing some movie shit. Now he's shit. blowing up. Yeah, he's doing like, a movie he's doing Mark a movie Hamill. here and there. But, like, He's had some shows. Yeah, he's doing, like, shit like that. Like, Mark Maron. But, like, those... Uh, I, it, it just hurts me to see a guy like Kevin Hart... That was so good. He literally could have been on the Mount Rushmore. Honestly, the first two or three specials were fucking killers. Where you're just like, this guy's great. And then mm-hmm. it just... Dane Cook, you, you mentioned Dane. Same thing. Where I love Dane, Dane Cook. I think he's brilliant. but it's He just, still responds to DMs on Instagram oh, with yeah, yeah. voice memos. Really? Like, That's cool. You, you will mention... I said it, but... Oh, yeah. Sorry. If, if you DM Dane Cook, as you're, yeah. if you're a comic, I yeah. assume, but like... Yo, he's responded to messages I've sent him That's cool. with thoughtful voice memos. That's dope. And, like, dude, he was the OG hustler. Yeah. Like, that's why all the other fucking comics hated him, because you were supposed to go and do your club sets and work your grind. And he was like, no, I'll just lay out cards on the tables, and I'll create an email list, and yeah. I'll interact with all my fans on MySpace, and I'll sell out shows. Oh, that but, was his strategy? Yeah, that's how Dane Cook became That's Kevin Hart did the same thing. Yeah, they just were like, well, fuck the establishment. I'm good. I know I'm good. People know I'm that's good. That's how they were selling rooms. They would literally... Be like, hey, here's a paper. Give us your That's email. the future right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just do it on your own. Yeah, now you just have to text a number. No. Text a number, and now you're on my mailing list. How long have you guys been doing stand-up? Uh, three years as of May. Cool. Yeah. About five. Fuck yeah. You both started in L.A., right? I started here. Okay. Yeah. I actually did my first open mic. So in, like, 2016, I went through a breakup. And I posted on Facebook, like, hey, I'm funny. I need to do it on stage. Mm-hmm. And this guy that I worked with at Trader Joe's was like, hey, I'll hire you to MC an event. Wow. I'd never done anything. So he pays me 50 bucks to MC this event. And he's like, try and be funny. And I, it was an event at Truckyard mm-hmm. in Lower Greenville. And the event was they have people come to the place and then buses drive you a mile away. Yeah. And then you pick up trash on the walk back and you yeah. trade that for free beers. Oh, that's cool. So first off, it's 110 so that's everybody's that's worse. sweating their fucking ass off getting the trash. It starts late. The drafts are messed up. Mm-hmm. So they run out of bottled beer and they're like, they purposely messed up the drafts. So, like, well, this is slave labor. <laughs> everything is completely fucked. And then, so I think I'm going to win some favor by going up there and thanking all the sponsors and then make a joke. 
that dude thanks all the sponsors and then brings me up. <gasps> so then I'm like, all right, well, we forgot to thank one person. Let's thank everybody that litters because without them, what are we even doing today? Yeah. And people started booing. And I crumbled, and a lady, I still remember, she was sitting at one of those stupid long picnic tables. She goes, is this your first time? Oh, no. And I just, I broke. I was just like, oh, no. That's and, the worst is when you start forgetting what you're going to say next. Yeah. Because you're like, like I've done that. Well, that I was just going to fucking that improv it to begin with because I had no material. Yeah. I had an Evernote that I'd started writing jokes in because I listen to podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, 420 of 2016 i went to hyenas in mockingbird station yeah, yeah my and i club. signed up for the 420 mic and i signed up at 5 p.m mm-hmm. and hung out there in mockingbird didn't get station. on until 2 a.m yep. yep i went up at like 1 15 in the morning yep that was my I've first time too chain smoking weed all night and then i finally get up and it's me the other guy that i came there with two people that came to watch us and then the last comic on the list sitting on the other side of that stage Empty fucking room. That's crazy. Our first time both at an open mic was at Hyena's Comedy Nightclub at, at Mockingbird Station. That was my first open mic, too. That's insane. My first open mic was actually eight years ago, but I only did stand-up like maybe a handful of times, maybe like 15 times in like three years. Yeah. And then, But like f- for four years, I was in L.A. and I was like grinding. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But my first time was at uh, the Comedy Store in La Jolla in San Diego. Well, that's cool. And I was 20 years old, and my entire set was about being an alcoholic. And I had to wait outside for my turn to come in to perform. Yeah. And uh, it went great. That's dope. I, I wrote it in like, a, I wrote it down in like a paragraph, and I like memorized the paragraph. Yeah. My and... first time, though, was really like I did it in high school. I did a talent show, mm-hmm. and I told like stories about like teachers and like roasted some teachers, got second place to this kid who went, the kid right before me was this kid, he was a sophomore. Like five foot three white kid that sang like Aretha Franklin, mm. and like people were crying. And like my opening joke was, "Whoever set the lineup, I hate you." And they just cr- they did really well. And then mm-hmm. I just did like roasts about teachers and stuff. I was like, "Oh, I'm pretty funny." I had second place. And then I went to an open mic with that exact same material, and I bombed because I realized no one knows these people. Yeah. <laughs> and so then that first bomb at the it was at LOL in San Antonio. Uh huh. Literally crushed me. I literally the last thing I said on stage was, "I'm gonna go home now. I'm gonna cry." And go to bed. Yeah. And that's what I did. I went home, I cried, I went to bed. Yeah. And then I didn't do stand up for four years. Yeah. And I, I would rather Mockingbird. yeah. I would rather uh bomb in like a kind of shitty room knowing that I did my material I intended on well. Yeah. Then do okay knowing that I could have done better. Oh yeah. Now it's not as bad because now I know now I know it's like even if I have a bad set, I'm, I know like oh it could have been the crowd, it could have been other things like you have enough good sets, but you know, where it's like, you know, these jokes work sometimes the crowd, the mic setup, you know, the, just the areas where everything, there's yeah. other, there's other things like some people, it's like, why are we doing a show here? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where it's like, it needs to be a small yeah, guns room. and giggles. <laughs> yeah. No, true though. It's like stuff like that. Like I did a show that this, this girl ran here in Austin and literally anytime you move the mic a little bit, it would screech. It would go for 12 seconds and I'm a very animated That's guy a long time. oh yeah yeah and I literally mm. told the sound guy I go hey can we fix this he goes yeah we'll do it after the show and I just <laughs> go what's the point point?" and I had to do that for 30 minutes just stand there as stiff as possible and I bombed for 30 minutes straight but afterwards I was just like fuck it yeah I was like and then I went sunset and fucking crushed with the same because it's like yeah I'm not gonna let that affect me mm-hmm. it was Where, other where'd you do 30 minutes yeah uh, what was it it's near sunset actually it's a little bar Right by Foca de Chow, it it was a claws out comedy show. Hmm. I don't but know. Yeah. But yeah, it was but bad. Yeah. yeah, it was bad. 
There's I, there's so much more that goes into what makes a show like even possible to be good. Even a good host, a yeah. host could ruin a show. I saw a host once go up. He's just doing the darkest material, just like. You've seen me host? No, but like, not even dark. It was just dark, and he had a weird vibe. It wasn't just like funny. Like, people were like, is this guy really like a molester? Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Where they didn't know, and then you go up, and they're still creeped out by the other guy, and you're just like, fuck. Like, okay, this is going to be a little work. Yeah, that's how everyone follows me. Dude, I had a a host (laughs) one time, and he's a nice dude, and like, I've known him for a while in comedy. He's a good comic. Like, he is funny. Eli was at the show, but he introduces me, and he says, the next guy got a podcast called the giggle boys and he says has anyone heard of it <laughs> which is hilarious yeah. to say after a credit but then he and a couple people he was with obviously have heard of it so like and he goes really no <laughs> and then they go yeah and then he comes back and just starts hitting on two ladies <laughs> in the front oh, row yeah. and then it he starts, starts going- doing crowd work in mike's intro <gasps> and it's going super poorly and yeah. they're not interested and he goes all right, all right here's mike eaton <laughs> I didn't get the phone number, yeah, that so here's my... that definitely set the tone yeah, for the Yeah, I sweat up. so much. Oh, yeah, I it, sweat a lot. He showed me his phone after. He's like, "It's burned 300 calories. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's nuts. I run, like, half marathons when I really? have, like, a mediocre set. Oh, yeah, when I'm bombing, I sweat. <sighs> I either, I'm either sweating if I have a great set or if I bombed. It's also, too, because it, it, it compounds on itself. It makes it harder to recover mm-hmm. when the audience is I think repulsed. fat. But... No, whenever so-so set, it's dry. But if I'm like up there working, like it's those sets where fat, yeah, fat. <laughs> How dare you? We're, we're we in the best shape of our lives, here. dude. Metabolically retarded. <laughs> I like that. Wait, that was still offensive. Uh. You want to know? It's so funny though. Like I'm jealous of my when I met your wife. I was like, this schlub can get a girl like this. Like it's one of those situations. You yeah. you gave me hope. Yeah. And but I met a guy. This. This is crazy because I've I've met your wife. She's fantastic. He tries you guys, really hard to hide. You guys are a great like pairing. You know, mm-hmm. I get why you guys are together. Mm-hmm. Shit like that. And I met this guy once after a show, and this guy is probably three sixty, right? He's wearing short. Sh- he's wearing shorts and a t shirt, graphic t shirt to a comedy show, right? Fucking there's fucking nacho cheese on his shirt. Like he looks my fucking people. neck beard. Like doesn't look like he takes care of himself, right? And we're talking, and then this ten walks up. And gives she's like holding his hand and stuff. I'm like, who's this? And she oh, he goes, oh yeah, this is my wife. And I go, huh. So she walks away to go talk to her friends or whatever. And I go, so you make like a lot of money, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes, nah, man, I'm stay at home guy. She fucking works and takes care of me. And I just go, you have a big dick. He goes, four and a half inches. Mm-hmm. And I just go, what? I was like, you know, you hit the lottery. He goes, yeah, I know. No, she got molested goes, by a fat he guy. Goes, that's no, that's she, all that is. <laughs> no, but like, like that night, I was like, there is hope. Yeah, I was so like, you're a manipulative sociopath. <laughs> yeah, I get. No, but he was like, yeah. He goes, it's literally crazy. She, he goes, we had we had a college class together, and then didn't talk for like two years, and then one day she was in town again. We got drinks, and we just clicked. And we've been married ever like we started dating and got That's married nice. and I was like you lucky son of a bitch. That's and awesome. I, and I pray to him every night before yeah, I go to bed. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I I was thinking about this on the drive over there like over here today. I, like I think there really is a correlation between how good someone is in bed and how much sexual trauma they had during their childhood. <laughs> <laughs> what a time for Eli to leave. Yeah, yeah, what do you mean? I just think like, you know, like 
people that got diddled as kids, yeah. like especially if you're uh, like a heterosexual person, like and like if you're a 16 year old guy and you started like fucking your high school teacher or something mm-hmm. like that, and you're gonna be more experienced and better by the time that you're an adult. Yeah. And vice versa, like if you're like a 12 year old girl that has a 20 year old boyfriend and you start learning to bang at an early age, like you've just got more miles. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like when NBA pl- players at seven are out there f- working on their free throws. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's Except just like if you want to be good at something, you got to start young. It's like that, but more sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that, but more sad. Well, that's the thing, too, is that I think, like, when a kid gets, like, sexually abused, it <laughs> creates this coin flip of either you're going to be really great at something yeah. or you're going to be really bad at everything. This seems like the start of the worst. PSA ever. Hey, I know you got diddled, but hey, think about the bright side. You're good at fucking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, like, it seems like if you got fucked as a kid, you might end up being like really good at music or sports or something to try and run away from that pain of getting child fucked. Yeah, like, I went to boarding school. <laughs> See, there was, I needed a beer. There was a bunch of. I was thinking about how Who I shouldn't. Me? I shouldn't say this, which is why I'm going to say it. Yeah. Um, every girl there got raped. Like, not, like, at boarding school, but, like, before. And I was friends with a lot of them. And they all became very promiscuous after. That had to be a terrible selling point for that school. You want your daughter to go here? Well, all of our girls get raped. (laughs) Jesus Christ. No, it's, did your daughter get raped? Send her here. (laughs) Do a rape kit and a school admission form. (laughs) So, anyways. Did you go to to school in prison? Did you go to Duke? (laughs) It was an emotional prison. (laughs) So so all the girls got raped and then became promiscuous? Yeah. And so a part of me was like, is it maybe, did you just realize dicks were awesome at a young age and then wanted more? Is that possible? I don't think when you're getting raped, the first thought is... Dicks are dope. <laughs> I don't. I don't think after a, uh, a sexual assault happens, people are like, you know what, kind of dope. Well, that's like, not how I think now. But at the time, I was a fourteen-year-old virgin, and I was like, maybe that's the case. Well, yeah. I think it's like one of the things there is like it's a coping mechanism. Like if you get raped as a person, then like one of the ways that you can take your power back sexually is to go and have voluntary consensual sex. So if you're like, yeah. oh, someone took sex from me, well, now I'm going to choose to give sex to who I want to. Yeah, I guess and if I you're got out beat just... up and now I train. Exactly. Also, maybe... I got ignored a lot as a child and now I'm starved for attention. Here's a thought. Maybe there's some people that just love fucking and they were never assulted. Maybe like, just... You don't believe all women? Doug Stanham no, no, what I'm saying, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I what I'm Tony. saying, there's some women that I believe that they fucking... They had it the first time, willingly, mm-hmm. you know, with their high school boyfriend. They're like, this is dope, mm-hmm. and I want to continue doing that. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah, like, where do you think we get porn stars? Yeah, yeah. Porn stars, you know, ah, well. If it wasn't for meth and molestation, there would be no porn. I mean, that's just math. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. It's just math. That's, that's I don't think it has anything to do with math. Math, math. <laughs> this has been the worst that's, episode. That's, no. <laughs> That's, How did this happen today? That is pi. It's oh. 3.14 methane rape equals porn star. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. The quadratic equation for hoes. I'm glad I could be on the worst episode of the Giggle Boys. I, I mean, it's probably my favorite, but. Hey, I'm having fun. It's a I little dark. I regret this a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you regret it? No, I'm just kidding. You guys. How do you think I feel? You guys brought up all these topics. I know. <laughs> we did this At to one you. point, fucking Mike goes, yeah, I hate uncivilized people like the Japanese. 
Well, you're such a nice, friendly guy. I want to see how dark you get. I like get dark, but it's just like. And to a... be fair, the Japanese are probably over civilized, if anything. Yes. They, they, they got rid of guns for honor. How dumb was that? They were like, oh, we have rifles and we're an amazing military, but we'd rather be samurai. And then they just got buck fucked by China because of it. I Wait, don't they, know how they... much of that is true, but I think some of that's close. None of it's true. true. Do you know if any of that's close, Coop? No, Japan actually fucked up China (laughs) a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was the opposite. Japan went in and fucked up China. Never mind, go Japan. I'll put a red dot on my forehead. Why can't we fuck up China? They don't have red dots on their forehead. No, their flag. Their flag. I'll wear their flag on my face. No, Indians have the red dot on (laughs) their forehead. Indian women. Indian women have the Japanese flag on their forehead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He gets, he gets, I would love to see Eli as a history teacher. <laughs> All right, kids, settle down. We're talking about India today. <laughs> Indian women are We're so going attra- World War II. First lesson, yeah, the yeah. best cars yeah, came out of World War II. Best cars. Have you ever seen fucking Hitler's? You drove a Volkswagen Jetta here today. You got to be thankful to some dead Jews. Yeah, That's yeah, all I'm jacket? Yeah. Hugo Boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to go drink my Tang and take my rocket to work. <laughs> I forgot Tang was a NASA thing. Yeah. When he catches a kid cheating in class, he gets his flamethrower, burns the test, and goes, get out of here. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's, I just picture him welcome his... to my welcome to the Eli School of Rape, and if you haven't been raped at the school, you're wrong. <laughs> We're here to put the sensual back in non-consensual. Now light a candle. <laughs> We're gonna hug it out. Yeah, there's an Indian girl. Why do you have a red dot? You love the Japanese, you fool. <laughs> They're uncivilized. <laughs> <laughs> you know they lost to China? Yeah. <laughs> to our biology yeah. teacher, Mike. Yeah, they still use swords. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Giggle History. Yeah, they still use Giggle History. Well, the history of Japan, what, what happened was they had to fight the Gundams. And so <laughs> they had to use the swords. Well, <laughs> and yeah. then Goku came to <laughs> save them. Yeah, you don't make a sword to a Gundam fight. Yeah, <laughs> you, no, you don't. No, you do not. I don't know. If I remember any of the history I learned on Toonami, it's, <laughs> it's that Piccolo is yeah. the real hero of Japan. <laughs> and that uh, I just play... I don't was a- trust that Pikachu fella. <laughs> <laughs> those Japanese are just enslaving animals. They probably raped those Pokemon. <laughs> they were trying to stop pedophilia. Yeah, Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon just softcore tentacle hentai. Yeah. That's what it is. They were trying to stop pedophilia. They're like, what if we made animals that you could fuck with no penalties? <laughs> you Pokemon. Can, you could fuck them and then they'll fight your battles. <laughs> Leave it to an autistic kid to figure it out. <laughs> he's just looking at bugs and he's like, I can fix pedophiles. <laughs> Like, okay, Rain Man. Yeah, you can fix a lot with bugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> GoldenCricket.com. Yeah. GoldenCricket.com. COVID19.com. You can fix a lot with bugs. Thanks, Wuhan. Viruses you know, aren't bugs. Kind of, right? No, bacteria are more bugs. What? They're eukaryotes. Hmm. The, the virus was made in a lab by China to destroy our economy. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There goes, there goes the channel. <laughs> funny because there are a list of phrases we can't say on the show yeah, and, that's, and that's not even on it yeah. <laughs> the vaccine doesn't work <laughs> i freebase to the vaccine and uh, it works great <laughs> dude what's stopping you from getting like six doses because they didn't check me for shit nothing, when i went in to get my nothing, two probably just like 
how like I I'm vaccinated. But if you came and you're like, I'm gonna get sick, so I'd be like, you need to stop getting vaccinated. <laughs> what if you What if you got addicted to the vaccine? <laughs> I gotta keep going back, dude. I need just a week. CBS sucking Jamie the socials. Honestly, I think that's how you win over the American population. Hey, we put a little cocaine in the vaccine. <laughs> hey, shoot me up, man. <laughs> that's what they should do. They yeah. should do vaccine up and vaccine down, and you could either have one with coke or one with mm. heroin. What would you do? Or you get a vaccine speedball. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> These next two days of symptoms are going to feel a lot Not like a hangover. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no, yes, yes no. no. Oh, you well, got, this is Biden's America. <laughs> I got this shitty fucking Johnson and Johnson cocaine. I wish I had the Moderna. They could have oh. given me two baggies. Oh, the vaccine killed Mac Miller. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> I guess. Oh, don't say that. He's a good man. I'm sure, but... He's one of my favorites. Great artist. All right. Dude, I read... The... Out of everything you've said this entire episode, that is the word. You, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cancel you for that. I, just, I, like, I like some of his songs, but the album Circles made me glad he was dead. You know you used to pay $700 an hour for hookers? Okay. Sounds Why? like he needed a fucking financial he wizard. Just, he could have just opened his DMs. He's boosting the economy. <laughs> this is a man that cares about sex work in this country. That's true. Yeah, if probably... Malcolm was still around, they wouldn't have let OnlyFans cancel these sex workers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. OnlyFans doesn't have sexual content anymore. They said that, but then all the other stuff has said that they're going to keep it as long as it abides by a new policy that is yet to be released. You can be so nude. there still will be titties that probably nude. won't be like you incest just, titties. You can be nude. You just can't fuck. So it's gonna be okay. like Skinamax rules. Yeah, so I have to go back to like channel yeah, so- three. I think they're doing softcore because it, it was. You remember the Cash Me Outside girl? Mm-hmm. On her 18th birthday, she made an OnlyFans. Made like a few mil. Yeah, mm-hmm. like six million dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. good for her. That's gross. And didn't even show anything. That means that many people Not were just waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how much Billie Eilish would make Dude, if she showed you her tits? Hear something crazy. Guys I don't know what she looks like. are perfect. So last night, me and uh, <laughs> guys no, are perfect. No, what? guys are perfect. So last night, me and uh, my lady friend were hanging out, mm-hmm. and her friend we were at a place swimming. Right there was this guy who came up. Right, and as a joke, she goes, "Yeah, I, I just turned eighteen today." Right, and this guy's like twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. And she goes, "Oh, that's f- fucking that guy. Yeah, you're so cool." Yeah. He goes, "You should come drink with us." She goes, "Hey, I'm only 18. He goes, "Yeah, we'll get you a fake ID." Like so, there. Yeah. Yeah. And then her course. other friend was like, oh, I'm only 17. He goes, ah, it's legal in Texas. Yeah, like, Jesus. that's how cre- guys are f- creeps. And mm-hmm. afterwards, I was just like, could you not tell people that? I don't want the rumor going around that Tony hangs out with 18 and 17 year olds. I don't want to become <laughs> Austin's Chris D'Elia. And she goes, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It, it, but it's crazy. It just shows how guys are like, we'll get you a fake idea. It's like, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, guys. Like my are idea, eight, I don't get the eight, I'm 26, uh-huh. and I don't think I could date an 18 year old. To me, no. it's I've had. No. A, I've, I and guys, talk to guys her. are yeah. pieces of shit. Anytime a girl comes to me for relationship advice, because I'm really good at giving it, I'm just not good at taking it myself. Uh, my advice is always just block him. Stop t- whoever he is. Just like don't gay talk to sex. Him. Yeah, he's good at giving it, but not taking it. <laughs> <laughs> I got hemorrhoids. Yeah. Oh, it's true. He's ribbed for no pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ribbed for pain. Yeah. That sounds like another. Do you think they uh, make Prep H lube? What? Like numbing lube for hemorrhoids? I have to imagine there's some gays that eat like you. Yeah, that's 
Yeah. So they'd have to have found a solution. Like, it can't just be poppers. No. No, there's a ton of shit I put up my ass. Preparation H? That's what I'm saying. Do they have a Preparation H lubricant? Oh. Is there, like, a two-in-one combo so that you could get butt-fucked without pain? I'm sure you could use it as lube. It's... Tasty? That's my favorite joke in a, a comedy. Prepara- bringing up preparation aids uh-huh. in Austin Powers, when Doctor Evil goes, and I call this plan Preparation H, and then Scott Evil just goes, "How about ass cream? How about more like Project Ass Cream?" And he goes, "What's guy? Scotty Doe? Yeah, Scotty Doe." Those movies were so fucking good. They're amazing. They hold up. They do. This tattoo. The shark with the laser beams coming out. Oh, shit. Because I'm into westerns, so I got a cowgirl running a shark mm-hmm. with laser beams. It's because in Goldmember, he goes, Scotty, did you get me freaking sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their freaking heads? That was from Cowboys versus Aliens. No, no, no. <laughs> if you get it, if you're listening and you got a tattoo based off the film Cowboys versus Aliens, kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I can agree with that. Yeah. It's like if you like Toy Story, you know? Just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You got a fucking picture of a man, a boy that we know. Oh, that's Gary. Yeah, that he's oh, Gary. That's not dead. Yeah, I know. He's not even. He he's looks dead there. He's gonna die soon, probably. Yeah. I got oh S. man, too. he blacked out last night. He's not gonna die. He's doing fine. But he's Gary dead. showed up to the show. He's kind of and he was like, me. "So we're doing a show at." Uh, I'd rather have him blacked out though than on because yeah. at least we can control. Better blacked him. out than white. You can't control you know? him when he's blacked out. <laughs> yeah, you can. You just go, Gary, sit over there, and Thank he's like, "All right." Like, with me and Gary, I just approach him in a silly way. No, be like, way. no, dude, I got a plan. Yeah, and then I just go, tell me the plan while you sit. And he goes, okay. And then he forgets the plan while he sits down. And I just go, sit. Yeah, that you Gary like a dog. Sit. And he's like, all right, all right. Gary is a Jack Russell Terrier. Yes. That is who, he is Wishbone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, last night, I, I was supposed to do the show at Centrex Gunworks. Yeah. The Guns and Giggles show, yeah. which is the most Texas thing that could mm-hmm. ever exist. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we're doing comedy to gun show. Mm-hmm. So I get there, and first off, Michael Cargill that's hosting it, I didn't know He's how much- He's a gay black Republican. Just a whole unicorn of a man. So the real American. Built like a fire hydrant. Democrats' worst nightmare. Yeah. yeah. De- Democrats. You're gay, black, woo, wants to arm your children. Uh, you lost me. Think yeah. about the words he's allowed to let people use. <laughs> you guys can say anything around me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so- to start off the show, he's not a comedian. He's a two A political like talk show host. Oh, good. So he's, yeah, he's like been on the news and stuff. He's like sued the the government. And that's what I love. So he starts off. That's what I love with my comedy shows. If the host has a, an agenda, yeah. <laughs> Could I, I do uh, Stephen Crowder to open up our comedy show? <laughs> That'd be great. Stand up having Alex Jones open for him. Did it, did you watch that? That would be amazing. I did not. But I sent you. It's called the Austin Incident. And Alex Jones just comes out and doesn't do comedy. He's just himself. Yeah. And he gets, starts getting heckled, and then Doug Sandham's like, hey, shut up, asshole. This is for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's amazing. So he opens but- up the show by telling the story of how Guns and Giggles was originally canceled. He booked a very awesome, popular headliner here in Austin named Maggie May. Mm-hmm. And Maggie posted on Facebook, hey, I'm a little worried going into the lion's den as a black woman going to like a conservative gun room to tell my jokes. And then Michael Cargill said, well, since Trump's president, can I just grab you by the pussy? Good point. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously he's allowed. So then she was like. No, I'm joking. That was not. That's, no, of course. That's how you just added gasoline to the fire. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so then that, of course, blows up. Show gets canceled. It gets canceled by Austin Comedy. They all support Maggie and mm-hmm. canceling it. So the show does not go on. And then it got rebooted 
during the pandemic, and they hit up uh, like the guy, the comics with me as the host, they, not knowing this. His they, hit, oh. they hit up the original comics that ran it, and those guys no. were like, "We don't want to touch that with a ten foot pole." And then he hit up Gary, and Gary hit up Eli, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll that do sounds it. fun, guns and giggles." <laughs> So to their credit, the first one went great. I guess the second one went okay. The third one was last night. Uh, and we get there. Cargo goes up, and he tells the story of the show getting canceled. And then he says, and just so you guys know, if I don't like any of your jokes, this is what I'll do. And then cocks a shotgun. Like, you know, just at us. And we're like, okay, well, this is a safe space for comedy. And we're in the back with, like, five Little Caesars Hot and Readies and, like, an assortment of the worst people I've ever seen to attend a comedy show, one of whom looks like he's on a dating app for children. Like, like it's this 60-year-old man who's sitting with his legs crossed like so with, like, a loose yellow hat, and he's got his arms, like, He purposely, oh, every yeah, comic, and he's he got, just goes, he goes, boo, shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> boo, shoot him. No, every time I walked in, he'd be like, too old. But, like, wow. so that guy exists. So that's the crowd, and like it's a pretty diverse group of people. Uh, he brings up Heather Shaw, who's hilarious, and he's like, Fucking "Let's amazing. bring up this carpet right. muncher." And we're like, "Okay, <laughs> what a credit!" When he's asking for our credits, he asks me, "He's like, so where are you from?" And I'm like, "I'm here in Austin." He goes, "You born and raised?" And I was like, "No, I'm from South Lake." And he goes, "Oh, cool, cool, cool. What do you do?" I'm a comic. He goes, "No, no, no but what do you like do?" Yeah. And I was like, I, "I mean, I guess I married well. I don't know." And he goes, "I'll just write poor." And he writes <laughs> poor on the piece of paper. And I'm like, "Oh shit, okay." So then the show's going on, and there's just this clipboard that he has with a list of comics on it. There's no light. That he wrote it's the just... names phonetically, so they were all spelled wrong. So, he, Which, but... honestly, I don't have a problem with. I've always said people should write their names phonetically when they sign up to do an open mic. Because <laughs> yeah. they don't need to know how it's spelled. They just need to fucking Or just put it in parentheses it right. next to it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, put it, like, your name and then parentheses. But, yeah, there was no light. He would just turn on music when but it was your time a... to get off. Like, you're getting fucking yanked off by the uh, uh, the uh, fucking Academy Awards or something. But that not, did not start until the fifth comic was up. Because the first four comics... The first one went up there, and he was like, is there a light? How much do I do? And Michael's like, have fun. <laughs> so the guy was supposed to do 10, and then at like 14, he was like, all right, I guess I'm done. Next guy goes up, supposed to do 10. He does like 12, and then he's like, all right, I guess I'm done. And the next guy is supposed to do 15. He does his 15, and then he gets off. Next guy goes up. He does 10. It goes pretty good. And then Heather gets up, and she's doing like 20-ish. And as the end of her set, he starts playing the... Do you like, know the song M E T H O D Man? Yeah, yeah. By Wu Tang, and the I'm intro is like, "Sew your asshole shut and stuff you and feed you and feed you." Like a very aggressive. Do you know? The, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So that just starts. Playing. Just know I'm in pain right now listening so to this story. This is a train wreck of a show. Her closing like five minutes, and then that just starts playing over the speakers while she's talking, and she's just like, "What the fuck is this?" And then he comes out, and then just starts quoting it. He goes, and feed you, and feed you. And he looks like he's doing like a Tracy Morgan impression. And so then he comes out. So I'm supposed to go up next so that I can make it back to Sunset. Mm -hmm. And then he calls up another comic's name. And I was like, oh, but wait. And he goes, you? And I was like, well, I got to. So I just closed the door and left. Good. I was just like, I'm not going to do the show. Yeah, good. Yeah, you know, when Mike gets mad, he gets very polite. Yeah. He's like, no, you're good. Have a good night. Thank you. No, I do that too. I just like, to me, that's the way to do it. And I was like, oh, he's pissed. Did he at least pay the comics? He paid all of the, everybody that performed got paid. That's good, I, I guess. Maybe this guy on his shit ton of mushrooms doing Those are the worst minutes, people. Those are the, those are the worst people, in my opinion, in comedy, are non-comedians that book shows and want to be a part of the show. You're either a comedian or a booker. You can't be a booker that only does comedy at your shows. Mm -hmm. Those are the worst. Well, you can't if you live in L.A. Yeah. It's pretty profitable. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm just saying. You could run flappers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I had to convince my buddy who moved here from LA. He was like, yeah, I'm flying to LA to go to the Burbank Comedy Festival. I was like, oh, you're going to no. spend money to go to a festival? And then we started reading off like the, he's like, they're gonna, they're bringing guest speakers. And we started reading off the credits of these guest speakers. And Oh, he, is it Judy Carter? Yeah, yeah. And she's like, I go, fucking download her book if you want to hear it so bad. And we convinced him not to go. So The day Kobe died, I was going to a Judy Carter comedy class at Flappers in Burbank <laughs> Good. with my buddy Joshua Wad. And we parked in the Ashley Furniture parking lot over there. And I had gotten a text in a group chat, Kobe just died. It was so soon after that I Googled Kobe dead and there were no results yet on Google. Wow. So I'm trying to figure it out. And then I type in helicopter crash. And then it has like unconformed reports of helicopter crash. Josh Awad, who's from LA, you know, mm-hmm. he's, you know, purple and gold or whatever, amazing dude. Uh, he's upset. He loved and grew up with Kobe. Yeah. And I, uh, my relationship with Kobe is one time at a Dallas Mavericks game, my dad got us courtside seats, and I yelled, "Kobe, no means no." And Kobe looked me dead in the eyes after I said it, and then sank the free throw. And it was like, <gasps> "Fuck you, Kobe! Fuck Mamba mentality." So then, you know, that's kind of cool. He looked at you and he goes, "Watch this, fat boy." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you would never. Like, yeah. you know? but so like after that happens, I'm like, "Ha ha, that's so funny." So I immediately get on. <laughs> you Twitter. should have said that basket hole didn't consent. Yeah, <laughs> but I immediately got on Twitter and was like, "That helicopter really raped Kobe." And then I'm like, "Hey, Josh, this is funny, right?" Ha ha. And he's like. Dude, I like Kobe more than I like you. <laughs> That's what the same thing yeah. happened when Mac Miller died. Yeah. <laughs> you were making fun of it to me, and I'm like, dude, fuck you. That's yeah. one thing, honestly, though. I almost cried. I, I, think comedians, I think comedians need to get better at this one thing. What, being not sensitive no, pussy I, bitches about celebrities No, 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 no. I think, I think it's, we've, some instances, we've lost the time. Mm. Where it's like, time plus, or tragedy plus time equals comedy. It now just seems... Some comedians just see tragedy equals comedy. Sometimes we gotta let, let it marinate, like because we get the reports now right when it happens. Mm-hmm. How about we wait an afternoon before the jokes start coming? Yeah, but now it's hacky. Well, Anthony Jeselnik, <laughs> everybody already did my. Used joke. to immediately tweet something anytime a tragedy happened. Yeah. I would just go to Anthony Jeselnik's Twitter. Mm-hmm. I he'd be like whatever I, I tragedy. Ma- no, the thing is with him though. Gilbert does the same thing. Yeah, they're like good at that humor it's the ones that have sh- it's not a good take you know what i mean where it's just oh, like so you don't like my tweet <laughs> yeah that i did i would have liked it yeah no i understand I no one did and i got it, death threats for it so oh i don't like that either i think mm, if you, yeah someone called I support the, that someone called the comedy club death he was yeah gonna perform at, I, because you're not gonna someone call the comedy club they, they said they're gonna so, shoot so my this is what happened so like I tweet that, and then I am on our. Was it the guy that runs Guns and Giggles? No. He's like, <laughs> no. This is this is how this is how in LA. Yeah, I know, but, I know. I'm so I uh, I went on Ari Shafir's Instagram because I fucking love him, and I love his terrible, amazing, offensive takes. And I also agreed what he said about Kobe dying. It's like you all fucking worshipped him, but like you know, you're a fucking soulless town that doesn't give a shit about that any is... of your people. Like you're glad he's good at sports and you don't give a shit about the woman while you all champion all these civil rights. Yeah, in such a city, but you're like, we love a rapist because he brought us championships. So like, I think it's funny that he brought that up right off. And he also has like a very documented yeah, enmity yeah. with the Lakers. He was never convicted mm. of rape. Yeah, he has enough money not to. That's true. If you put like it Tyson a... does too. I, okay, but he made Mike Tyson mysteries, which to me is much better than any Lakers championship. If I could have Norm McDonald as Mike a Mike Tyson pigeon, mysteries, have you watched that? It's a great show. That is one of the funniest shows I had never knew about until 2020 when we went to fucking Big Bear. Yeah, if he has to rape 30 more people for me to get a new season, 
I'll take it. Oh, I po- I posted I'll get raped by I Mike posted, Tyson. I posted on Facebook for every million people or every million tickets you sell, you should get one free rape. <laughs> and I pissed off everyone. No shit. I got blocked. <laughs> I mean, so- I knew I I wouldn't go in there thinking like, oh, people are gonna like this. I was just like, let's see what happens. I don't regret coming on to this podcast. I regret starting comedy that led me to come on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's more deeply seated than just an instant regret. No, I'm just one of those guys, man. To me personally, I get the humor. I like dark sense of humor. Mm-hmm. I to me though, it just doesn't. It Here's does, my thing, yeah. and, and I a hundred percent agree. Like I have had people that were like. Victims of specific things that I joke about. Yeah, I've had personal experiences, and I don't want my callousness and lack of empathy in a comedic sense yeah. to actually hurt them. That's like, true. I don't yeah, want yeah, that to hurt yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. But what I will tell you, he brought this up on another episode. He has a friend that he trains jujitsu with, whose wife hung herself. Jesus. And yeah. then that guy asked him to make jokes about it because it would make him feel better. Oh, I and get that. We talked about it on Dude. the podcast and we made jokes about it. So to me, like just because some people heal differently. Doesn't mean that I'm going to hold back punches no. to defend a bunch of pussies. By the way, he was no, like, I wouldn't cry about that. He was like, he was no, like, talk to me. No, I get he was, that. He was like, I want to repost that, but her family thinks I murdered her. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, but well, like, it's like they should know you're a white belt. You couldn't. I, my buddy, my buddy Micah Brown. Mm-hmm. Me and him have that kind of relationship where uh, his ex-wife, they were still really close. She was like a German citizen, mm-hmm. just didn't work out, you know, but they were still really close. I got to meet her once, like mm-hmm. super sweet. She died in a motorcycle accident, mm-hmm. right? Autobahn? And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, yeah. It was bad. And like literally the joke I made is like, ooh, uh, bad day to, to realize that you need four wheels, you know? And he laughed at that. Yeah. And it's like, but I knew he would laugh at that. And we had that relationship. So to him... Even one person got like mad. They're like, how the fuck would you say that? And he's like, no, me and Tony are that close that he can say that. And then like my dad got a heart attack last year mm-hmm. or two years ago. And I found out at an open mic. And he goes, well, I hope he dies so you can't see your career failing. Yeah. <laughs> and I like, I was sad and I was crying. But then that made me laugh. So it's like, yeah, dude. So it's, but that's, so that's where it's different, I think. Where it's like that friend you said make jokes about his wife hanging himself is because he knows you and he trusts you. With that, with that information, because you're afraid. Yeah, like I'm not coming from a place of malice. Yeah, he want, so, he knows the. Same. Like if my, I, I we talked about this at one point. I was saying if like my friend died and I was like at their funeral and I was like sad and one of my other friends came up and it was like, hey, you know it's your fault, right? Yeah, yeah. That would make me feel better. Yeah, yeah, but that's. But the if difference. it was like, I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. I hope you're okay. That's, that would yeah. make me feel worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I want to join them. Like, that's the difference. <laughs> that's that's the too? difference where it's like I feel like. When it comes from a good place, dark sense of humor can be great. Where it's like, you know it. Sometimes, and I agree with Ari Shafir, the takes he said, I don't think you should have gotten death threats and stuff. And also, it's like, also, it's like, man, it's right about that. It's like the Kobe thing is sad, and it's sad that his daughter died. Yeah. But it's like, it's, it's weird that we feel sad when a guy like that dies, but like that there's people on the streets dying every day, and we, we fucking step over them. Yeah. So I get that too. I get so- but so the reason that I, that I bring all that up is because I, think I know you kill all the homeless. That, yeah, of course. Like, what, oh, you want to solve the homeless problem? They don't want to be homeless either. You know, now you're dead. Let's uh, send them to the next dimension, like the Mayans. Yeah, you were the winner. It's not of this murder. Game. It's no. But so <laughs> what I, I'm saying is like people that seek out and find podcasts. It's a lot of first responders. It's a lot of mm-hmm. veterans. It's a lot of people that have already dealt with the shittiest oh, parts yeah. of life. And so to them, like, they're not going to be a sensitive little bitch because I'm like, 
Palestine's not a real place. It's right next to Neverland on the map. You know, like it, like I can say. Yeah, only Palestinians will get offended. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they're not people, so it's like okay. <laughs> so, you know, like. Or whatever. I don't care what state solution that we need. It just should yeah. be a final solution. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he's fair. He wants to, Palestine's not real. Kill the Jews too. Uh, what I'm saying is that, like, if you're coming into this podcast and you're getting offended by that stuff, know that one, I don't ever mean to hurt your feelings. None of this stuff is said in seriousness. It's all meant the that same is true. Way. That is all the, of this is just in jest. Yeah. This is all big fucking jokes. And that's also so one fun. thing. That's also one thing, though. It's like. My thing is, when I said that, there's just some comedians, right? Mm-hmm. Where my thing is, like, sometimes better jokes will come if you just sit in the situation for a little bit. Because that's one thing I hate about the internet. Mm. Everything right now, something happens, and everybody, it's like off to the races. And we're just trying to get the quickest take. The first take usually blows up, you know? Mm-hmm. And then everybody else is like, oh, look, everybody's just copycatting that take. Where I like comedy, where it's like almost, that's why I like Jessel Nick. He like takes a day or two and then mm-hmm. he comes out and it's like bomb. Yeah. And it's a punch where it's just like I hate that comedy is just so quick and it's like all about now. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have a someone sit in it, type out a really thoughtful, great joke. And yeah, if it's offensive, like fuck people. That's one thing. Like if you go to a comedy show and you get mad, kill yourself. Like mm-hmm. not really, but like you don't. You no, no, send a DM to Giggle Boys podcast and send me your address and I will mail you the yeah. rope. Yeah, no, but like I had a girl once in Denton, Texas, and Denton's a very woke town, and that's yeah, where I went is. to college. Ugh. And you went I to UNT, yeah, yeah. Oh, go mean green. I love them. I used to live uh, right there by that Ford dealership. Uh, fuck, as you're going down 35E towards Dallas. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What is what's that Ford? It's like Don Bill Utter. Ford. Yeah, Bill Utter Ford. I lived in those apartments back there for about a year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but uh, so what was it? So right. so we're in Denton. I just show. And, like, I, when I first started, all my act was fat jokes and stuff, right? And uh, literally, after uh, like, a few days later, I'm at an ice cream shop on the square. Mm-hmm. And a girl comes up to me, Ooh, and she goes... Ooh, I love that place. Beth Marie's. Yeah. And a girl Ooh. comes up to me, and she goes, hey, just want to let you know. And she was a bigger girl. She goes, your jokes really offended me. Mm-hmm. And I go, can you see the irony of you telling me that the fat jokes offended you at an ice cream shop? And she goes, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? I go, if my fat jokes that help me process my feelings, you know, make me happy, makes other people happy, offends you, I think it's time to get a fucking gym membership. Yeah. And I go, cookies and cream, please. Yeah. And then I left. Because, like, people like that, it's like, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, people get more it's, it's upset at shit like, that I say, though, because I'm not fat. So they yeah, think but, that, like, my life's all good and gravy. Well, and you talk about how your life is so good and that if you want to kill yourself, then there's no hope for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you invite it. Sometimes yeah. I do. Yeah. No, that's I, when it's going well. But I think that's the other Usually thing I try to get people on my side by talking about how much I want to kill myself. Mm-hmm. And then I think like that'll like humble me. And then they're like, well, you're just like making fun of suicide and making people depressed. And I'm like, well, I'm depressed and I'm trying to not be by doing this. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess I just kill myself. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you think about, too, what the audience is really saying is that when they look at me and Tony, they're like, oh, we understand that you're depressed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> They look at you and they're like, but why? Yeah, they're like, we get it. Yeah, they look at us and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah, boy's yeah, going to yeah. eat a fucking too much food tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that man is going to wet a tortilla with yeah. tears. But... That guy's going to he's gonna eat Taco Bell enough to shit himself. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, we should wrap this up. We're almost, it's almost eight. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, uh, I'm having a lot of fun, though. This is great. 
well, let's let's uh, finish on. I I just find would find this very interesting. What is your favorite comedy moment you've had so far? Like the coolest moment of all the the comedy shit. What was the one where you're like, holy shit, comedy? Probably getting to know and work with Ron White a couple of times. Mm, oh, yeah, shit. that like I got to work with him. One of his first show back, Tony Hinchcliffe asked me to come open for him, and I didn't mm-hmm. know. Oh, oh, I know. Oh yeah, you got dropped from that show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what was your best moment? My worst. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what a great moment for you, Tony. <laughs> yeah. That was my favorite well, moment hey, Mike, too. Mike, to be fair, Mike, to be fair, they wanted to put on a good show. Yeah. <laughs> You know, no, but uh, that night and like so that was cool, like because I didn't know him and Rogan were gonna be on the show, yeah. so that was fucking crazy. And then like, two, like a year and a half, two years later, I got to open for him at the Addison Improv and spent like a yeah. weekend with him, and that was just surreal because like he was the blue collar comedy was like one of the first specials me and my dad watched together. He was and, my first favorite comedian. And Ron was the guy out of that group. Because like, mm-hmm. I liked uh, Foxworthy a lot. He's great at joke writing, and like he might be a redneck, is brilliant. I like, like Bill Engvall, too. Bill Engvall, they're all fun. Larry, fish, even great even Larry the Cable Guy is so charming. And like the shit he says, it's just goofy, and it's just like these obscure, weird stories. And I'll take them over Jeff Dunham any day. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like, but Ron was the guy where it was like, I was like, that guy's just going up there with a scotch. Like I told him, it reminds me of like when you go to a bar and that guy's there and he's just telling you a story. And like to me, th- like getting to know him and work with him, that was awesome. Fuck so, yeah. Yeah. What, what's, what did you learn? What's the biggest like Ron White lesson then? Biggest lesson? I think just watching it, it's just like, I don't know, man. You like, I, I love comics that can sit in silence and they're comfortable. Mm. Where he's not a punchy guy Where it's like There's sometimes he's setting up a story And it's like a minute and a half There's like a couple of chuckles here or there But then it's just like he's building it up It's like blowing up a balloon And then mm. it gets to the punch bah, And then it gets bah, And then it keeps just blowing up yeah. So I love that kind of comedy Where it's like You're telling a story You're building a world Like he's a very He sets up worlds And he's very visual Like there's a great story about having the fake that he's in a wheelchair to go see the Cowboys play at the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Like, and it's 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 going to be on his new special and like just watching him set up this world. Like the first minute and a half is not, like it's not funny, but mm-hmm. everybody's so enthralled and just listening word for word. And then when it gets to the meat of the story, you're just like, fuck, and then yeah. bomb, and then bomb, and then bomb. And so, yeah. Fuck yeah. So, yeah. Very cool. Where can we find you? Uh, comedian Tony C. I post all my show dates on there. I have a few coming up. Uh, and then yeah, listen to Welcome to Brookwood with me and Rocky Dale Davis. Hell yeah! Thanks for having me. This Thanks fun. for coming, Thanks man. It's good. Now let's go shoot this fucking flame. Fuck Palestine. Or- <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs>